Hey guys, before we get into the show, I just want to pay homage and respects to my homie, Joel Rawlings. Rest in peace, brother. Rest in heaven. Uh, we miss you. We love you. And uh, this, this episode's for you. Some may find the following disturbing. Discretion is advised. The Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Come on, listen to the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show, the Mikey Bet Show. Do you know the Mikey Bet Show? Yes, the Mikey Bet Show, where the bookies get on. All right, guys, welcome back to the Mikey Bet Show. It's been quite a hot minute. It's been about two weeks, but we finally got everything situated, and here we are. <sighs> Fuck Matt Nagy, that's what we're going to be talking about right away. We're also going to be talking about the Bulls. I got a little bit of a surprise, not to you guys, but more to me. Um, and then uh, I got a couple guests on the show, quite a few, actually. Uh, we're going to f- first start out with Austin Picanio, who is a good friend of mine and uh, and also an insurance agent. He sells the best insurance you'll ever have in your life. Um you're not. I'm not doing this as a pitch right now to get a little bit more off of my claims and my stuff, but whatever. We'll make it work. Um, and then we also have Danny Mac coming on. Everybody knows Danny Mac, consistent and uh, what do they call it, reoccurring guest coming on. And he's a few beers deep, so we will be ready to roll, ready to roll. And we also will have the Sopranos content creator coming on. He saw the premiere for... Many Saints of Newark, so we're going to be talking about that as well, seeing how that was, and uh, I'm looking forward to it because it comes out Friday, so it'll be fun. So with that being said, let's get right into it. I want to introduce my first guest, Austin Picanio. How you doing, brother? What's going on? Doing great, Mike. Thanks for having me here. Super excited. So Austin and I, we met at uh, church, and then uh, we just started. Uh, I was like, this guy's a cool fucking guy. Yeah, I said church and then swearing at the same time. This guy's a cool guy. And uh, I I was like, yeah, let's go on a double date. So first double date, I was like, you like sports? He goes, nope, never fucking thought of a sport in my life don't watch it couldn't do it not about it but now i don't know how but two weeks ago he comes to me and he goes yeah uh, i'm a huge fan i love watching football now and uh it means the world to me and he also said like hey can you really help me with my gambling addiction and i was like yeah sure we can do that sure right um so yeah let me introduce him what's up how you doing (laughs) i'm doing good all right what is it like being a brand new football fan, especially for like the Bears? Are, or do you consider yourself a Bears fan? I'm a, I'm a diehard Bears fan all my life. No, I'm kidding. No, it's it's been awesome. You know, watching watching these football games got me glued to my couch. It's it's awesome. But like, I thought the Bears were better. They just kind of suck lately. I don't know. Well, I think a lot of people think that the Bears are better, but I think that everybody thinks that their coach fucking sucks, right? I I think that the Bears have potential to be a good team, but the guy that's in charge doesn't know his head from his ass, right? right. That, those are my thoughts here. I, I think this guy's a fucking ding-dong, and, and we're going to get more into it when we, when we have Danny on the show. But I just personally believe that this guy is so stuck in his head, and he he has this diabolical plan that everybody wanted Justin Fields to start. Everybody wanted Justin Fields to start. And you know what? Not him. He wanted Andy Dalton to start. Andy Dalton gets hurt. This is the perfect opportunity to show us 
that Justin Fields isn't ready to start. So what does he do? He gives them Andy Dalton's scheme. He gives them Andy fucking Dalton's scheme, puts him out there, and lets him get sacked nine times. What does that say about? What do you think about this new head coach, Mister? Or not new head coach? What do you think about? What do you think about this head coach as a new fan? I think he sucks, quite frankly. After watching that, yeah, I you know when I saw Justin Fields, I think seeing Justin Fields get you know drafted to the Bears made me really curious because I saw he's like this big guy you know from Ohio State. I'm over here thinking, man, now's the time to be a Bears fan. This is a new Patrick Mahomes. Is it because he's black? Uh, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Big jump higher. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's get the ball rolling, kid. All right, so Justin Fields, there you go. Think he's going to be the quarterback of the future. Keep going, Austin. You just lost six clients. <laughs> so, so I'm over here thinking the Bears could be, you know, Super Bowl champions, you know, like Patrick Mahomes style. And so I started getting excited. Then all of a sudden, I just not seeing him play. And so I understand. And then I see Justin Fields start playing. And I'm like, or he's going to be starting this game. I'm like, now's the time to watch. So I watch. I'm sitting on my couch. And I just see this poor guy just getting sacked and sacked and sacked. I'm like, what the hell is happening? Yeah. And after I really, really watched it and started hearing what people say, you know, I'm starting to think that that was either intentional or that was negligence. Or if it wasn't intentional, if it wasn't negligence, then I think Matt Nagy must have the Cleveland Browns defense on his fantasy football team. Yeah, absolutely. I think the same exact thing. This guy said, fuck, I need two more points and I'll be good. Beat this guy. I, I, I really – I know it's funny and I know we're all joking around, but this cocksucker is coaching our team. This, this guy is the fucking the leader of the charter franchise for the NFL. How do you guys let that slide? And and then people say, oh, traditionally we don't fire uh, our our coaches during the season. We wait till after the year. Fucking fire him. Get rid of him. You can put me. You can put Austin. You can put anybody there. Put Greg Olson in there. Put fucking anybody in there besides Matt Nagy. Because I'm tired of seeing that tight-headed visor. I just I get so irritated. The guy. And then he comes out. It's it's like scratching a broken record. He he comes on. He goes, yeah. It was my fault. We need to execute a little bit better. We need to we need to get our plays out a little bit. Okay, how many times are you going to say that? You said that fucking six games last year, two games this year. What are you going to say next game? When we If we lose against the Lions, it's time for you to go. If we lose against that fucking crackhead, Dan Campbell, it's time for you to get out of here. You know? And I'm going to say this quietly, but this is a side note. Might be a Dan Campbell guy. Might be. A, well, that's that'll be uh, to talk about later with Danny. But uh, fucking a. I just I can't stand this guy. I cannot stand Matt Nagy. I think it's time for him to go. He's a clown. That's why he works for McDonald's now. Bada ba ba ba. You know what I'm saying, Ronald McDonald. I'm done with him. I can't do it anymore. It's 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 fucking pitiful. Now, Austin, you said that you just started watching football this year, but. You were a Bears fan back in the day. I was a Bears fan for like one season. Or name two me, seasons. name me the the one season that you uh, watched it. Name oh. me fucking eight players. Devin Hester, Mister, you know, catch a football in the end zone and take or take, catch a football in the kickoff and take it to the end zone. 
Um, gosh, I could go on for days. Garrett Wolf, Alex Brown, Brian Erlacher, Lance Briggs. Oh, Lance. Um, you know, Greg Olson. You know, I got all, Peanut Tillman. You know, can't forget about Peanut. You know, so I got I got all those guys. So you said, I want to stop you really quick. You said Lance Briggs. And I don't know if you, uh, you probably didn't see this, but it was on NBC. And they were doing the post-game show. And... I don't know if you listened to Matt Nagy's press conference when they were like, he's like, I think we need to go back and we need to find the why. We need to find the why. Why did this happen? So Lance Briggs, Olin Krutz, Olin Krutz goes, you want to find out the why? Take a fucking mirror, flip it over, and look in it because it's you. You know, put clothes on when you look at it, but look in it because it's you. So that's my problem is this guy, he has no problem taking accountability Matt Nagy, right? He has no problem saying, yeah, it's my fault. I got to do better. But what are you going to do to change it? How many times are you going to come to me and say, fucking, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. It's like getting cheated on fucking like five times. And then, you know, I, I, well, I said, I'm sorry. How many times is it until you're going to fucking do something to change? You know what I'm saying? That's, that's my dilemma. And as a new Bears fan, how, like, what do you want to see for the Bears? You see certain pieces, you see certain keys. What do you like and what don't you like? As a new, fresh Bears fan, you're you're coming off not knowing a lot. What is it like for you? See, as a new Bears fan, you know, somebody who really doesn't know anything about football, I know the bare minimum, um, you know, something that I notice is, yeah, Matt Nagy sucks. And, like, this offensive line, correct me if I'm wrong because I don't know what the hell I'm talking about, but, gosh, this offensive line sucks. I mean, they just recruited – Jason Peters, this guy who's super old, and I was watching him play, and I hear he's like, he was a pro bowler, he was really good, so I got yeah. super excited, I know he's old, but gosh, he's just letting people get right past them, and it's it's tough to see that, it's tough to see a rookie quarterback like Justin Fields just get sacked, and you know, just railed to the ground. I had a couple listeners, uh, one listener, his name is Jason Boone, shout out Jason, uh, he... DM me. He's from Philly, and he was like, "Hey, man, listen. If if you guys, I know you guys signed Jason Peters, but this guy is worth about four good starts and about uh, about eight false starts every game or every year. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, he's 39. That's the problem. We're, you're retired for a reason. You're fishing for a reason, right? Nobody in the league wants you. So, what are you doing coming back here? I respect it. I have no problems with Jason Peters." But he's not the answer to a fucking and, – and by the way, if you guys – if the Chicago Bears, their whole plan was to depend on a rookie in the second round that they drafted who has back issues, but who cares, right? They were solely hoping that their offensive line could be fixed with just that one guy. How the fuck does that make any sense? You don't sign anybody. You don't try to get anybody. And then you t- you cut your two fucking linemen. What world does that make sense? Who are you going to block for? And then you go and draft a line. Um, you draft a fucking quarterback. How are you going to protect him? And then my problem is with fucking Ryan Pace is he jumps the gun way too much. Every t- oh, oh, Nick Foles is available. We got to get him. Oh, Andy Dalton's available. Well, we need him right now. Here's $10 million. The guy's worth $500,000 if at max. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't think he should be in the league anymore, Andy Dalton. Personally, I don't think he should be in the league. Nick Foles, what they should have done, what I would have done in the offseason, I would have fucking left him there and said, all right, we're going to draft a quarterback. We're going to try to figure out something that we could do or we're going to ride it out this year. But they fucking panic. They panic because their job is in on the line. Why are they panicking because their job's on the line? Because for fucking three years, they coasted it and they didn't really care. They're like, well, we have our extension. We should be good. We signed Khalil Mack. People are going to love us forever. That's not the case. 
people don't love you forever. People in Chicago have very short memories. You know, one day they love you, one day they hate you. Look at Tariq Cohen. This guy is fucking talking shit about it. Like, and that's my problem with Tariq Cohen is he thinks that like we owe him and uh, we should just shut up and watch them play. And God forbid we criticize Matt Nagy. Well, what are you doing? And and then he'll, he'll talk shit about the fans. He goes, oh, fans that are getting paid. Or players that are getting played million, paid millions to drop a ball, and then fat ass fans are sitting on the their couch, you know, calling us idiots. Well, yeah, we are because guess what? Those fat asses on the couch. If we weren't there, you wouldn't be getting paid, you dumb fuck. So why don't you shut the fuck up? And you don't even play. You know what I'm saying? Tariq Cohen doesn't even play. He just sits there and collects check from the Bears. I think he's he might be the social media coordinator for the fucking Bears now. Because I don't know what the hell he does for Chicago. So you might as well just shut the fuck up. Those are my thoughts on Tariq. And, dude, you're you're going to sit there and you're going to watch Justin Herbert steal your job. And then you're going to go ahead and sh- That's your fat ass sitting on the couch in 2023, my friend. Those are my thoughts on, on Tariq Cohen. I, I don't know. I it just... I, I read the guy's tweets. He calls fans clowns. He calls people clowns for talking shit about Matt Nagy. And it's like, dude, you've only been a Chicago Bear for fucking three years. I've been a Chicago Bears fan for 22 years, and it's been the same bullshit. So you, it's longer than this guy's been alive, and this guy wants to tell me that I'm a clown because Matt Nagy's, he, he believes in Matt Nagy's offense. Tariq, I think you're the only guy in Chicago that believes in Matt Nagy's offense. And... I don't want to talk too much before getting into all this, but who really is is believing Matt Nagy? Do you think? Do you think that's what? Who does he have in the locker room? Does he have Allen Robinson? Allen Robinson's agent hates Matt Nagy. He hates the Bears. He knows that they're he's out of there after this year. So who is in your corner? He already lost the locker room. I feel like after this year, the locker room is done. They're done with him. And you know how can you ride after this guy? Did they did they do club dub week two? Yeah, uh, he did not. They did not have club dub, so I think Matt Nagy got the message that nobody likes his cute shit anymore. And is oh, that was Santa Slay, and this was Chris Kringle, and oh my gosh, I'm I'm so fucking tired of this guy. So they just need a better, they need better insurance. They need better protection from their line. Speaking of insurance, let's talk about what's the best insurance that you could find that's american family insurance anytime you guys need insurance if you guys have a car a house auto like i said car auto that's the same exact thing go to pecanio and associates uh we're gonna actually talk about it really quick so austin tell us about how you got started in the insurance business and why you got started in it yeah so i got started in the insurance business you know back in 2019 uh, as, as a bears fan or no not as a Bears fan. Yeah, that's fucked up. <laughs> not, not as a sports fan at all. I got started back there. You know, killed it. Opened up my own agency, Scratch. No clients. Took over two book of businesses. And we're selling tons and tons of insurance. We're saving people money. I make money by saving people money. So you give me a quote. Let me give you a quote. And I'm going to save you money. And that's how I make money. And what does he do with that money? He takes it all and he puts it on the Bears money line week two against the fucking... Who do they play? No, the Rams. They yeah. played the Rams. Week one. I week one. He played. He put it. He he texted me. He put a hundred dollar bet on the Bears. I said, Austin, what are you doing? And he is like, I miss you. And I was like, No, that does not mean to fucking bet a hundred dollars on the Chicago Bears against the Rams. Excuse me. And then he texted me, and I was like, oh, I'm sad. I was like, Yeah, I'd be fucking sad too. This guy. 
Everybody knows my advice for Mikey Betts. Everybody takes my advice, knows that we win money and we make money, right? Can everybody just, you know, give that same advice to Austin? Because he takes my bets, turns them into parlays. He'll take my bets. The guy's a goofball. I love it. He's still up. He's positive for FanDuel, which is great. But I'm trying to make him money money. You know what I'm saying? So what are you going to start listening to my, my plays? I think I should. You, I think you should. I think I, should. I, I think you might have to if you want to make more money into that account, right? Because right now, I think you're what? You're only up 300 right now? About. Yeah, about 300, right? So, I mean, it, it took a while to, for you to get back up. You were down a little bit. But getting you back up there, I mean, I'm not going to say my plays help, but they kind of help. You know what I'm saying? Just saying. So, I think we just both plugged each other up. I think we plugged the insurance and then we plugged Mikey Bats at the same time. Which on a new note, guys, you guys can find out. I'm going to be on the uh, the Follow the Action Network tonight, actually, at 6 p.m., 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And I will be releasing news. I'll release it right now. But all my picks and plays, my premium plays, are going to be sold on the phillygodfather.com now. Uh, we reached an agreement together. And... Uh, I'm really excited about that deal. It's going to be a fun time. You guys can buy all my plays and premium picks on thephillygodfather.com. So go ahead, check that out, and it'll be a good time. <sighs> you a Bulls fan? I'm, I am a Bulls fan because I like Chicago, but I don't go to games. So what do we have to do to get you to be a Bulls fan? How do you not like – all right, so for me, I like the Bears, right? The Bears, I love football, but the Bulls are my favorite team of all time. Wow. All time. I think Danny, could you vouch for that? Yeah. Right? Yeah. So, I I love football. Right? I love football. I think it's one of the greatest sports ever. But the Bulls are my... Like, I would choose a Bulls game over a Bears game 20 times out of 20. Fake news. Not for me. Straight news. I... You know what? There's something about the smell of the United Center when you walk in there and it smells like newspapers and nachos. That it just hits you right. It hits you like, oh, fuck, this is the United Center. Then you go up the escalator because you don't have 100 levels. You go up the escalators. Then you go up to the 300 level. You go walk around. You see that Steph, uh, Stefan Marbury versus Kirk Heinrich photo. You hop into uh, the bar right there. It's at level 326. And then you sit down right before that. You hear Chicago, Chicago, and then they fucking do the national anthem. Then they play the Bulls starting anthem. Dude, I, I love it. I, for me, the Bulls are the, like, it's the cream of the crop for Chicago. Like, if the Bears win a Super Bowl, I'm going to be excited. I'm going to go crazy. I'm going to flip a car when we're, like, rioting downtown. But when the Bulls win, I'm probably going to die. That'll be my last time ever existing because I'm going to go crazy probably going to overdose on I don't even know what I'm going to overdose on but when the Bulls win that's probably going to be the day that I die just so you know so just schedule that hopefully they don't win for a while (laughs) just saying (sighs) man so what is your projections for the Bears what do you think that they're going to go there's 17 games in the season now how many games do you think that they're going to win what's the record I don't know I think it's going to be pretty I think it's going to be almost even I just that's my opinion so do you think it's gonna go uh, set, uh, eight and nine or nine and eight? Nine and eight. Nine and eight. Do you think that we're gonna make the playoffs? It'd be cool to see, 
But with Matt Nagy's coach, I don't foresee that happening this season. Again, take it with a grain of salt. What do I know? And you know, he throws that in everybody's face that he made the playoffs two out of three years as a head coach. But one year, you can't really count. And what did you do in the playoffs? Right? Like, it, it just makes no sense to me. You you have to continue to do your job. Right? You have to continue to do your job. You can't just get to the position that you want to get to and then just stop. Right? Because guess what? When you stop working at your position, somebody else is there to take it. So, like, this, I, I just don't understand this fucking guy. It's, it's been a mess. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl then? Gosh, you know, like, hearing last night, you know, watching the games versus the Rams and the Browns, or Rams and the Buccaneers, I mean, you know, I don't know. People were talking about that. That Man, this is like a, this is almost like a playoff game right now. I think, like, I think that's going to be the, the This man. could be it. And I just think the Rams are just playing really freaking good. I think, well, I think they're both NFC matchups, right? I think uh, the Bucks are in the NFC and the... Um, the Rams are in the NFC. So they would be the NFC championship. I could definitely see that. I, I 100% see either the Rams or the Bucks going to the playoffs. Or, obviously, going to the playoffs. But going to the Super Bowl. If I had a, like, if I had to pick, I would definitely pick the Rams. Agreed. I do like Tom Brady. There's no underestimating Tom Brady. He's got seven fucking rings. That's more than... That, that's the most accomplished thing I, I can ever think of. Like, Michael Jordan has six rings. I thought that was amazing. When Tom Brady won his sixth ring, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. Well, when he won his fifth, I was like, holy shit, that's amazing. When he won his sixth, I was like, what the fuck? And then his seventh, now I was like, dude, how can anybody still hate this guy? If he wins his eighth, I don't I don't understand. I want to I want to hear the logic behind haters for Tom Brady. He's got to deal with the devil, man. He's got to deal with the devil. A guy looks like he's younger than me, and he's fucking yeah. 45 years old, looks yeah. handsome as hell. When he's 22, he looks older than he does now. Oh, yeah, I don't fucking get it. But, yeah, I personally think that it's going to be Rams-Chargers. I think that's going to be a good one. Battle yeah. of L.A. Yeah. That'll be fun. That'll be really fun. Yeah, I agree. And the, it's if you guys want a free bet real quick, the Chargers are plus 470 to win the AFC West right now. How? How? I know that the Chiefs are 0-3. Or 1-2. I'm sorry. 1-2, guys. And I know that they're the Chiefs. But this Chargers team is deadly. I think this Chargers team has a lot to prove, and I think that they're gonna they're gonna go hard. So uh, plus four seventy on that. You put a hundred down, you win five hundred and seventy dollars payout. And then uh, if you put ten down, you win you know forty seven dollars. So um, I think that's it. Austin, it was a pleasure to have you on. Appreciate it. We went way over that. I thought that we were gonna go over, which is great. I love that. And um, anything you want to tell the listeners? No, just remember, guys, we're in AmpFam's house here recording, so give me a shout-out yes, on that's Facebook, true. check me out, ask for a free quote, and where, I'll save you some money. Where can listeners find you? On your Insta- Give me your Instagram and your Twitter. Instagram, Pequeno and Associates. Facebook, AustinPequenoAgency.com, or just add me on Facebook, Austin Pequeno. For my white friends, that's P-E-Q-U-E-N-O and Associates, okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. Austin, it was a pleasure, and I love you, and it was great having you on. All right, guys, that was my good friend, Austin Pequeno, and you guys can go find him. Just search up Pequeno and Associates. Uh, the guy's the best insurance agent I've ever had in my life, and that was before he was my friend. So Let's talk about Manscaped really quick. Right before I use Manscaped, my balls look like uh, a sucker that's been on the floor. Like It's all hairy. It's got a lot of dust collected on it. 
Then I started using the lawnmower 4.0. I got to tell you, these balls are the smoothest things in the world. Like you could, you could probably slip and slide down them if they were, if you were like an ants, right? Um, so you know what? Go ahead and check out Manscaped. Use that promo code Mikey Betts, and you'll get twenty percent off when you order online plus free shipping. So go ahead, use that today, and let's go. Well, I had a fucking bad fight tonight, man. One for the ages. How did it go? What happened? Oh, I think there's a mid- oh no, Mitchell Wrestling was last week. You big Mr. Wrestling guy? I love it, dude. I get fucking that shit's so funny, dude. Oh man, yeah, I was at the, I was at Gold Club on Friday. Hey, you weren't. You're at Uncle Polly's. I wish, bro. I would have spent like fucking two hundred dollars. Jeez, good times. But I, so I get home, I blacked out drunk. I fucking, uh, I threw them all over my bathroom. <laughs> I made it a toilet, thank God, but thank God. I still threw them a lot. And then I, I ordered a Sarpino's pizza at like 2.33 <laughs> in the morning. And a fucking warrior, dude. And I fucking, uh, I fall asleep, dude. I wake up at like 11.30 in the morning, and the pizza's sitting outside my front door. <laughs> 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 We're about to have Danny Mac on it. He's gonna. Oh shit! Guess who's coming back really quick? <laughs> oh shit! It's that evil laugh. What's up? Austin is back. He's got something to tell us. I forgot about this before he left. We have to talk about uh, Austin Street Racing. So Austin is also, he's a fucking insurance agent slash street racer. Go, tell me where you find that one. It's gambler. Oh, wait, what? Anyways, uh, so tell me, let's talk about your street racing. Because Austin bets big because he street races, right? And he thinks, oh, bro, like it's $100. It's $100. So you might as well do it. And that's not how it works. Because he puts 100 down to win a race. And it's like, okay, you put, it's it's plus 100 every single time. What is the difference between street racing and how, let's first talk about this. How much money did you make street racing? So this year was a little slower. Last year was racing a ton with my Corvette. Um, you know, year to date, we were at $43,000. All said and done. Year to date, $43,000. Now, why do you street race? Do you hate kids? Do you, no, do you not like people living? Like what? Do you not like cops? What, what what's going on here? It's about the hustle. It's about the hustle. That's it's what about I like. The hustle. Okay, let's talk about the hustle. It's, it's about the hustle. It's not about cops. We're in the middle of nowhere. We're on our empty roads. No one's around us. We got all these guys throwing up money, talking shit. Who's got the deeper pockets? So we throw up six hundred thousand dollars. The best thing I've ever heard Austin say. I went to one of the street races one time, and some guy was talking. He's like, "Let's put down ten grand. Let's put down ten grand. You won't put down ten grand." And Austin said, "Give show me your bank account." And if you have 10 grand in your account, I'll do it. The guy fucking walked away. It was the funniest and it was the hardest flex I've ever seen in my life. He goes, bro, you don't need to have 10 grand in your account. Shut the fuck up if you're talking to me. It was the hardest thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm not saying like what that I'm saying. You know what I'm saying? It was amazing. Um, favorite car you've ever raced? Favorite car I've ever 
Favorite personal car of my own was my Corvette. That was the year I made so much money. It was in my Corvette. Right. right. Um, you know, favorite car racing is always racing supercars and gapping them. Lamborghinis, R8s, GTRs, things like that. Taking those taking those rich people's money. How many cars have you owned? I have had 51 cars in the last five years. In the last five years. So you own 50 fucking cars. Um, which one is your favorite car luxury style? The one that you just the car like, I have right now. It's a 2018 Audi R8. That you said 2021 Audi R8? <laughs> 2018. Uh, okay, 2018 <laughs> Audi R8. Okay, just double check. Trying to help you out a little bit more, but whatever. Uh, 2018 Audi R8. That's amazing, an amazing accomplishment. And tell them how old you are. I'm 24 years old. That's fucking nuts. So he's won all this money off street racing, and now he is an insurance agent. Can you imagine if this guy gets pulled over and has to get, you know, you know, something something that involves his insurance agent. Guess what? He knows the guy. So it's kind of easy to get through. It's kind of a steal. Kind of. Now, when people get speeding tickets, do you do you give them a hard time on their credit or on their uh, on their insurance? Yeah, man. Five years, it's going to hurt you. And guess what? More money for me. <laughs> Dude, that's what a fucking scumbag. The guy's a street racer at night and then, and then he's disappointing you. This guy, I swear to God, I go on. Batman, like, literally, literally, literally. The street racing Batman? Yeah, he's the street racing Batman. That's what we got to call him, right? Now. Like, dude. Oh, my gosh. I, Oh, fuck. I just had a brain. Oh, dude. When, when this fucking guy. I go on Instagram and every single. He goes, fun time street racing. And the location was in Mexico. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Austin's in Mexico. I'm glad he's having a good time over there. And then I, I just saw I saw him for lunch. And then two hours later, he posts that he's in fucking Mexico. And I was like, bro, how the fuck is this guy doing that? And then he posts a third time that he's in Mexico. But I see the street sign says 290. And then it says Chicago, Illinois. So this guy's fucking posting all the street races, saying that he's in Mexico so he doesn't get in trouble. Shout out AmFam Insurance, uh, Picanio and Associates, by the way. It, it just doesn't make sense to me. I, I love this kid to death, but I, it's it's the most controversial two-job thing that you can ever have. It's like it's kind of like being a double agent, right? It's kind of like – so what is it like being a double agent? It's awesome. It's like that movie. That wasn't me. That was Patricia. You know that Oh, yes. Yeah, yes. That's kind of what I say when I go out to, like, events. Like, when I, like, like rash out on somebody, I, oh, that wasn't me. That was Mikey Betts. Like, but people just think I'm a narcissistic asshole when I say it. You know, it's a huge, huge fucking difference. Way, way fucking different. And I know I heard no laugh, so it must be a little bit true. So that kind of fucking sucks. <laughs> Anyways... Uh, it was great having you on again. Thanks for drifting back in. <laughs> <laughs> Zinger! <laughs> All right, so I'm out of here. Uh, Austin. It was yeah, but with that, we will uh, we'll see you, brother. Have a good one, all right? All right, guys, that was Austin, and I appreciate Austin coming on. He's going to stick around for a little bit longer as we record with Danny Mac, but now i got to introduce my good friend. What's going on, Danny Mac? What's going on? Hi. We, uh, I'm doing pretty good. Uh, we, we have some fucking big news, don't we? We do have big news. We're uh, official Chicago Bulls season ticket holders. 
That's right, we are officially Chicago Bulls season ticket holders. We get to see, I'm talking Zach Levine, I'm talking Vooch, I'm talking Lonzo Ball, I'm talking Project Pet. I'm talking to everybody on this fucking team. I'm talking DeMar DeRozan. We are so excited. It's going to be such a good time. I'm going to get rowdy as fuck. Danny, I know you're going to get rowdy as fuck. We're going to be stupid. We're going to be recording this content. It's going to be so fucking fun. I am so excited, especially with the Chicago Bears being so shitty. We're not going to talk about them real quick right now, but right now we're talking about the Bulls. How do you feel about the Bulls? I mean, I'm excited since... 2011. 2011, right? I, I feel like we're on the same page, right? Because like preseason 2011. Like there was seasons where they overperformed mm-hmm. and you got excited. Right. Middle to the end of the season, first round playoffs. Right. But not since 2011 when they had D Rose, Joe Noah, Boozer. I know people don't want to talk shit, but still good players. <laughs> yeah. Uwal Dang. And they had Corver off the bench. They had big, sexy Kurt Thomas off the bench. They just had an overall good team. Big Ronnie Brewer. Ronnie Brewer off the bench. You can't forget about Ronnie Brewer. I think, wasn't he a starter? No. So, uh, he would, like, it was Keith Bogans. No, Keith Bogans was a starter. Yeah, right, they right, would, right, like, right. make spot starts at the two. But this is by far the, this team is honestly on paper better. This is Starting my favorite lineup, team, I would yeah. think more talent-wise, <laughs> I don't know about a better team, but more talent for sure. I believe, yeah, 100% more talent. And you know what? My thing is exactly what you said. 2011 was the last time I felt good about the Chicago Bulls going into the season. Even in 2012 and 13, when Tibbs was still the coach, I knew that it was near the end. And I knew that they were digressing. And I knew that, okay, this team, like, realistically is The last fan. run was with the, <clears throat> when they... Lost 4-2. They lost 4-2 to the, to the Cavs. Or was it 4-1? It was 4-1. No, it was 4-2. Was it? Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was okay. six games. But, uh, I mean, they... Honestly, I put it all on fucking... I call him Artie. Arturis Kervishers. AK-47, baby. I love that motherfucker. But... What that guy is fucking... I mean, you could... In the Bulls media, I don't know if people watch it, but he was as fucking stone cold as you could be. Crystal clear. That's what I think he is. Like, he got a question. Talking. He was just like, motherfucker, like... The, I'm an Eastern European gangster, dude. Yeah. And this is the team I put together. <clears throat> Literally. He basically told them to go fuck themselves. Because we had to deal with, as as Bulls fans, for 20 years, uh, Paxson. Always telling we us. We didn't make a move. Never made a move. Never made a big trade. What was his biggest uh, trade? John Salmons? Uh, wow, yeah. Maybe Ben... ben Ben Wallace. Well, that was a free agent signing. Oh, right. That's right. Like, That's right. It was like, oh, we got John Salmons at the trade deadline... As a fucking eight seed playing the Celtics in the first round. Yeah, and thanks, we thought, thanks, Pax. <clears throat> and like he and, and he still calls for credit for all that shit that he's done with Derrick Rose and all that air like that. John Pax to save his ass with when he drafted Kirk Heinrich, Ben Gordon, Luol Dang, Chris Duhan. Those it was four guys and two drafts back to back years. He got those four guys, saved his ass. For until Derrick Rose came, he got gifted the number one pick overall because yep. the NBA the NBA uh, lottery's rigged. NBA lottery's rigged. Yep. So the Bulls got Derrick Rose, saved his ass for another what eight years. Yeah, definitely saved him. It, it saved him, and then when Derrick went down, he knew that his career was out the window. Because when the Bulls get like a fan favorite player and they have good teams. <clears throat> 
they don't they don't think about who made the moves or whatever until the team starts to disintegrate and like players move on and guys get out of their prime or get hurt. Then it's like, wait, who's running the team? Right. And then it became a thing like, oh, John Paxson, that asshole still running the team. And Why then it take four? Here? It took four years after Derrick Rose left for them to be like, people be like, what the fuck is going on here? And and you know what's sad is everybody kind of tried to believe him, but the people, the bullshitters who could see through the bullshit, understood that. All right, this guy is not the move, right? He should, I think John Paxson and Garfield should have been fired after. Like I said, Keith Bogans was the starting shooting guard. On yeah, a hundred percent. Hundred percent. Fucking kidding me. hundred percent. hundred percent. I know people. I've played against people <clears> in <throat> fucking open gyms that. Because fucking whoop on fucking Keith Bowman's on one one. Yeah, I mean he plays great defense, but that's besides the point. If you have Tibbs as a coach, he could any he could teach anybody yeah. defense, right? Look at look at the Knicks last er, last year. I'm a Knicks guy as well, and I know that's whatever. But the Knicks when they had Tibbs, guess they had a, a coach to play for, and they had a player to play for. They might not like the owner. I hate the owner. Oh, of the he's Knicks. the worst owner. He's the worst owner. He's got to be a top five worst owner in sports. And in all of sports, in all of sports, Don't right? <clears throat> but. What does that say? Like, uh, he he's still making the right moves to to bring all these guys in, and the the Bulls are taking so fucking long. Jerry Reinsdorf is an old. I don't even want to say like just an old. I can't. Well, like that's and it, like the fact that they got Arturis, who was like the up and coming. He was up and coming guy, and like a general manager for the for the Nuggets, but mm-hmm. he was the next guy in line to get a job as a executive. Basketball operation for any fucking franchise. Not to mind the Bulls, but any 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 franchise could have used that asshole. Absolutely. But then he brings in Mark Eversley, who was a former Nike uh, like executive that worked for Philly, who they've had good players coming in out. They've had high draft picks, and then they put him on as the under the the right hand man to Arturis, and then they signed Billy Donovan. So you had a guy who was uh, the number one basketball operations uh, prospect in the league, side of the Bulls. Then you had the up-and-coming coach in the NBA who had um, up-and-coming coach Billy Donovan who coached All-Stars. They fucking booked out OKC. Then he coached a bunch of rookie second-year players and Chris Paul. And they were supposed to be the second worst team in the West, and they made it to the playoffs. Right. And they went seven games in the first round, and then he went to Chicago. Like it was everything just fell in place. Like the best case scenario for the Bulls has happened the last not even two years. Like <clears throat> literally, literally, not even two years. It's and then they drafted Patrick Williams, and people shit on that. Everybody shit on that. That first Except fucking for fucking me. But you want to know why? Because people... Wait, whoa, 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 whoa. Back it up. I didn't shit on Patrick Williams. You might have. I... Shut the fuck you up, bro. Have. No, I didn't. If we go back to the archives, you Let's go have. back to the archives. Let's go pull up Facebook. Mikey believe Patrick Williams. Let's look it up. Pause it real quick. All right. Yeah, I said that he was going to be a great player. Yeah, so anyway. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that was a great jamping. You, like... The thing about the NBA, wings win rings. You need wing players that can defend and score. That guy played his whole rookie season at 19 years old. He got drafted when, it, like, two weeks later was then fucking uh, playing uh, 
the summer league. Right, right. Like that never that's never happened to any other rookie. And like he actually said to me today the other day, like all all I know is COVID NBA. Like how it is to be like in the COVID shit, whatever. Right. He's like that's all he knows. This year he's he's only twenty. He's still like half of the first round in this year's draft. He's still younger than the fuckers. Right. He's right. the youngest. He was the youngest player in the NBA last year. He's like what like. Top two percent of youngest players in this in this year's NBA, like right. It's unbelievable to have that growth in one year. Hopefully, it's a growth. I know he got hurt now; he's out six to eight weeks, but I don't think it's that long. He's twenty years old; he'll be fine. He'll be coming back quick. But I got high hopes for him, and that was their first fucking draft pick. It was their first draft pick, and he might be the future of the Chicago Bulls, right? And yeah. We already have four players that are already set in line. We have Zach Levine. We have Lonzo Ball. Vooch, and we also have, uh, my gosh, DeMar DeRozan, yeah. right? You have those four, and you add Patrick Williams, who's going to be the young star to our and team. And they traded, like, see, people talk about, like, trading, like, future first-round picks, but if you're, if you're a good team in the NBA, it's not like the NFL. If you're a good, if you're a good team in the NBA and you, ha- you gave away future first-round picks, those teams that got your picks are picking 20 to 30, right? Right. So... Correct me if I'm wrong, but there ain't raw talent. Right. There might you might develop good players, but we're not trying to develop good players. We're trying to win fucking now. Well, yeah. So it don't matter about next year's fucking first round draft pick. We don't have it. Who gives a fuck? Fuck it. Wait, next year we have next year's. Or we have we have a first round draft pick. And then the next two years we don't right. No, like no we traded back for a first round draft pick. I forgot who it was for. We traded somebody for a first round draft. What well, does it matter? We're not. Yeah. We're not looking. It doesn't matter, right? The only guy we're developing is fucking Patrick Williams, but he's a starter. And if you tell me, if you tell me that we traded Vooch for Wendell Carter Jr. in an eighth round draft pick, I'm not going to cry about it. Eighth overall, yeah, or eighth overall pick. The guy guy averaged like twenty three and a half points. Yeah, the guy's a stud. And you know what? Nobody's talking about Vooch, and he's the best player on our team technically right now. Besides, besides the best player. Yes, yes, he is our best player. He's an all star, and he's a stud. I, everybody knows how I feel about. Zach Levine, but you know what? I'm going to say it right now. I'm going to switch this script on him. I'm going to flip it because for five years I said this guy. Oh, you said he was a bum. I didn't say he was a bum. I said this guy is a good you know, player. On a sh- he, um, Matt McCorney said he, he sucks. He said he's a bum. He's no good. Matt McCorney's a bum and he's no good. Take that, Matt. Uh, just kidding. Thanks for that text earlier. Um, but my thing is. is I like Zach Levine, right? I do like him, but I didn't like that he thought that he deserved so much and people were giving him so much credit, but he didn't make the playoffs for four years. In the Eastern Conference, right? I get that the team surrounded, surrounding oh, you is trash. not that good. Yeah, it sure, it was trash. trash. Sure, it was trash. Sure. But you want to get paid fucking all-star money? You have to play like an all-star and you need to be on a winning team. That is my only my only thing. And I don't think that's anything that people are going to get mad at me for, oh, how can you say that? No, Because man. I've seen... Good teams. I've seen good. I, I I cannot sit here and just be satisfied with mediocrity. I have enough of that when I watch the Chicago Bears. I'm not going to do it when I watch the Bulls. It was a miserable fucking from 2014. No, from 2013 to 2021. It's been miserable watching the Bulls. I don't care. I know we had Jimmy Butler. I know we had that Dwayne Wade year made me want to blow my brains out. And paint the wall red. Like I just like I, I with my blood. They should have beaten the fucking Celtics in the first round. Well, yeah, game Rage one and two. Yeah, shout out Rajon. Uh, people hate on that move. 
They got a level league and assist the year before the Bulls. Ra- Rajon Rondo, yes. Yeah. I, I will always say that Rajon Rondo was a great move. I don't think that Dwayne Wade was a good move. No, it wasn't. But, I mean, you got to still get guys around. You got to get talent and guys that can put the ball in the basket. And the Bulls have gotten that. But guys that are playmakers and they all can handle the ball. Lonzo Ball, DeMar DeRozan, Zach Levine. Patrick Williams really hasn't shown he could handle the ball in the open court, but he could take two hard dribbles to the basket or fucking yam it. Yam it. Yam it. And then he could toss the ball down low to Vucevic. And you guys, you got guys off the bench. Kobe. I mean, him as your, him and Caruso, two ball hitters off the bench. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's fucking mouthwater to be honest with you. No, absolutely. Absolutely. I, I, it just, you know what? It just has sucked. It's just has sucked watching the Bulls suck for so long because we know that it shouldn't have taken this long. We know that it shouldn't have taken. Maybe in two thousand five, it should have taken this long to get a, a team to be at this point. But it's we just know. like the aggressive. Like every NBA team is willing to make moves, especially like the shittier teams, like the Orlando Magic, Memphis Grizzlies. I know they've got a they got a decent team now, but like the couple years where they're wheeling and dealing. There's teams in this league that are in small markets that they will trade and make moves if you're willing to do it. Like if there's year, there was years where Bulls had the, they had two first round picks in the first round and they would they would take both of them. Right. Why the fuck? Why, why wouldn't you? If you had the 14th and the fucking 28th pick, trade up, do something, combine the package, yeah. and move up. If you miss three spots, get the guy you want. Thank God. The only time I gave credit to John Pax. So John, John Paxson and fucking Garforman was I don't it was the wrong they they fucked up but they at least went and got they went for it when they traded up for uh, Doug McDermott right oh my god they packaged a deal and they moved up for the guy they wanted and guess what it didn't work out right it didn't work out it didn't work out but at least fucking go find out try it hustle yeah. for it yeah yeah like when they had they had uh, when they drafted Denzel Valentine they had the 14th pick and they had a later pick too you can correct me if I'm wrong but. I said they should move up and try to get a t- and trade a player with it, right? And move in the top ten and try to get Jamal Murray. Why would they do that though? Because it would make too much sense. It would make too much sense. You know what? I I wish that I had, I wish that I had Gar Foreman and John Paxson in my my uh, fantasy football team or my fo- fantasy football league because I would trade them two bench players for a fucking stud running back. You know what I would do? I wish I uh, knew their address so I could show up. With a trench coat on, butt naked, with a fucking shotgun, and just wait outside their homes I, for them to come outside for work Monday morning. If it was up for me, it was up. If it was up to me, like if there was no, if there were no rules, like if I couldn't get in trouble for anything, I would slice these guys, fucking oh, like yeah. slice by slice, like hundred, hundred slices. I would serve them up fucking grilled. Yeah, I like. Thank God Jim Boylan isn't here because I swear to God, God. I swear. I, I, you know what? I can't even swear to God because that's not, not that's not Christ-like. I, I swear, bro. Like, th- this fucking cocksucker is just as bad. We we complain about Nagy on how bad Nagy is, but this cocksucker is just as bad as Matt Nagy. I don't. I, I really don't care. I don't know who's says. worse. Who's worse? Realistically, tell me who is worse. These guys are identical, right? They're both bald-headed, fat fuck idiots that always use they milk their their previous successor. Right? Oh, 
Well, when I was in when I was in San Antonio with Pop, we we would do this. Blah, 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 blah. Shut the fuck up when you're calling timeouts down twenty in Matt Nagy. Oh well, when I was in Kansas City, well guess what? You're not in Kansas City anymore, you cocksucker. You're not in Kansas anymore. Yeah, you're not in Kansas anymore, you idiot. Like, get the fuck out of there. Wait, by the way, you know Kansas City and Kansas aren't the same. Yeah, I love it. What 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 state? Kansas City's in Missouri. There you go, kids. Kansas City's in Missouri. Shout out Trump, miss that guy. Uh, anyways, uh, why he said that? Huh? Yeah, he was like, "Congratulations to the Kansas City Chiefs." <laughs> can't can't in the state of Kansas or something. I was like, "Bro, I love you, but not a good look. Yeah. Not a good look." Hey, how about the veal? So I, I don't know. Well, we're talking about talk about the Bulls. We'll get into Nagy and more of the Bears later. So but. I I had some. Uh, I did a little research of preseason predictions, Uh-oh. playoffs predictions. Uh-oh. ESPN has the Bulls 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11. Finishing 11th in the East. ESPN. 11th in the East? In the East? Yeah. And then Who's going to... Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out. They're going to go 11th in the East. I would love to hear the 10 other teams that are going in front of these so guys. So they have... ESPN has... I don't know who wrote this article because I probably fucking murdered him. Probably right Windhorse, that fat fucking clown. He goes, Nats, Bucks, totally agree with. Sure. Miami, Atlanta, Philly, Celtics, no. Knicks, Pacers, Hornets, Raptors. The Raptors. Uh, in front of the Bulls. Uh, the, who do the Raptors have? Paul Siakam? Right? Paul Siakam and uh, the guy from Rockford, Illinois, uh, Fred Van Vliet. Oh, thank God they got Fred Van Vliet. I forgot yeah. how good he was, right? Dude, they don't I have mean, Kyrie. He is a good player. Yeah, but they don't have Kyle Lowry, Kyle Lowry anymore. Yeah, he was, and he's not he as was good. the best franchise player. Yeah, he's not He's not good enough to fucking beat the Chicago Bulls and be a higher rank than the Chicago Bulls. Who's who's the 8, 9, who's 9, 10, and 11? So they had the Hornets. I mean, the Raptors, Hornets... Pacers. I mean, the Pacers, I could see an argument. No, I can't. And the Knicks. Wait, like, time out. How can you see an argument with the Pacers? Who's on the Pacers? Uh, Malcolm Brighton, Melvin okay. Turner, and uh, Sabonis. You think those guys, those three, are better I'm not than saying they, I'm not saying they're... But I'm just saying like, a team that, like... You're talking about teams that are going to make the playoffs. Sure. So this is like the, the last... This is six through eight. Okay, okay. Well, who's who's eight through ten? Eight through ten is so Raptors are ten, Hornets nine, Pacers eight. Bro, that's so fucking stupid. Let me see this. Let me see this real quick, real quick. I'll give you the Mikey Best Power Rankings right now. All right. But, let, hey, let me read. Let, okay, now let me read the other, the other places. Sure. So Bleacher Report has the Bulls finishing second in the division. Okay. Tie for fifth with the Celtics. That's more reasonable. Then sports not Nalts. I don't know how you fucking pronounce sports it. Sports Nazis, okay. Sports Nazis uh, had the Bulls six seed. Six. All right. I, you know what? No, that's disrespectful. Then wait, wait. Better. It's better than it's four. <laughs> better than the fucking eleven seed. Well, yeah, that, that guy's a cocksucker. So primetime sports talk has the Bulls number three seed. <sighs> I like primetime sports talk. Maybe so I don't talk about to them fucking more. ass backwards. ESPN is I so don't fucking Vegas stupid. Has, or what's, if one of these are Vegas, but Vegas has them right now at plus six thousand to win the. Uh, yeah, but I'm talking about like what seed they're going to playoffs. I think I guess you can't be. really bet that. No, you can't really. No, you can't yeah. bet that. But they are supposed to finish second in the division. Guess what they're at second in the division. Plus twelve fifty. So Bleacher Report has them going forty-seven and thirty-five, which is not a bet. I don't. 
I had them winning I'll 50 games. I'll take it. I got them winning 50. If they have injuries, then yeah, 47 wins. But I would say 50 wins, and that gets the, that should get them the four seed at least. Here's my hot take. Here's my bull take. If the Bears, if the Bears, if the Bulls are healthy, and and it all depends on Zach Levine staying healthy. Yeah, he's it the, all depends. He's the X factor on staying healthy. That's my biggest problem with. I mean, Zach. he's been fucking healthy though. I mean, he got the fucking COVID bug at the end of the year. That was bullshit though. He would even he wasn't even sick. He wasn't even sick, and they like, oh, he had to sit out fucking three weeks. Yeah. It was bullshit. It was horseshit. Hey, could have got vaccinated, kid. Well, that was before the vaccinations. I know, I know. I know. <laughs> trying to trying to make so a lot of vac- Do you have your vaccinations? Do you go to the Bulls games? Yeah, yeah. I got my back start. Okay. How about you? Yeah, I was the first. I was the first person in the world to get it. <laughs> Dude, you got it the second you walked into tap, bro. <laughs> You're COVID free forever, my friend. You fucking yeah. fucking Modelo cracked bottle. Yeah, exactly. It'll be good to go. Um. Yeah. I. I just. I. I personally think that they should be. Considered top five. What do you think teams. about this as a better for Mikey Butts, Lonzo Ball, most improved player? Lonzo Ball, what's it at? Plus 500? Plus 500. I don't know, but he was, whatever uh, side I saw it on, he was like number one. To look, win. I would take it only because I think that he's going to have a breakout year. He's, well, see, he's going to play a, a the natural point guard position. So he was like the fucking shooting guard small forward at fucking right. in New Orleans. They wanted to change he was, he was sitting in a corner jacking up shots. One of my favorite things that he said during the media day was when they asked him why he wanted to come to Chicago is because they, they want him to play point guard. They want him to play his position yeah. and they want him to excel in his position not to change anything. Right? That's the difference then you see in, in with the Pelicans you see with the Lakers that's why he didn't want to go there. He wanted to go with the Bulls and he wanted to grow with Zach Levine. This is the first year like I said I'm riding with Zach Levine and I think that he could be the best player on this team. Here uh, he is. He, yeah, yes, he is. But to lead the playoffs, I want to see this guy lead the team to the playoffs. That's all I want. No, I want. I want more. I want more than anything, dude. Yeah, he could lead the team. I just, how far could he lead the team? That's my question. When it comes to Zach Levine, how far could this guy lead us into a championship? Because right now the Bulls are plus six thousand to win the championship. Am I saying they're going to win it now? No, right? But there are a lot a uh I don't know. I I don't think that they can win the championship, but what are we doing this year if we're not like what are we building towards and what are the next steps we're going to do to build that championship? Basically. I mean, I, to the team they have, man, they can really punch people in the mouth and Yep. Like you look at teams like you got the Bucks and the Nets. That's who you're really competing against. That's you know what I mean? I mean, you're competing against every team, obviously, but it's that's the the blueprint of the teams, the big teams in the East. And you got fucking Kyrie Irving right now for the Nets that might miss 41 games because he doesn't want to get vaccinated. So right. that will take them out to play off. They'll, they're not going to fucking win the championship. If that's the case, if he missed 41 games, they're not going to win. You see that guy didn't even fucking go to media day? Yeah. Like, I, I, I wish that I had a job where I could just... Pick and choose when you showed up? Yes. Like, literally. Uh, like, oh, I just... You know what? I don't feel like doing that because... because uh, I just feel like... Uh, the only question marks I have for the Bulls, this Bulls team is <laughs> rebounding the basketball with their big men. I think... Mm-hmm. Rebounding, That's a good fucking point. I didn't think about and that. Our, and forwards and guards, I think, will re- rebound better than... Just as well as any other team, if not better, but our 
are are big men. I mean, that's yeah, Vucevic who gets you ten or twelve a game, and then it's you got Bradley and that rookie off the bench, Simonovich. Yes, yes. So I mean, that's that's the my blaring question mark. But other than that, I mean, we can score, we can handle the ball, we can run in transition. And we got guys that play defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, dude, I wouldn't be surprised if they got a like, they got like Miami at the three seed. I think we could beat out Miami. I love Miami, but uh, I love the the structure of their team. But they got some soft ass motherfuckers on that team, right? Besides Jimmy, and they're under they're undersized too. So if you have question marks about the Bulls, that's the same question marks you'd have for Miami. Right. To be honest with you, we had. Zach Levine top ten and three pointers made. Mm-hmm. Lonzo Ball was twenty first and three pointers made, and any asshole listening could uh, fucking fact check me. And then Vucevic was top twenty and three pointers made. So you have three guys in the top twenty one in the NBA three pointers made, and it's a three point shooting league. So we got a three point shoot lineup. DeRozan who attacks a basket and makes mid range shots, slashes, all kinds of shit. Mm-hmm. And Vucevic who scores down low. And Patrick Williams who can hit a corner three. So I mean, we have a a team that's built for today's NBA. That's I agree with you. I agree with you a hundred percent. And Kobe Kobe and Alex Cruz off the bench that I was just one guy shoots, that. one guy attacks the rim. Now after that, I mean we got Derek Jones Jr. on the bench. We yeah. had Troy Brown Jr. Troy Brown Jr. And then you got uh, Derek Jones. Oh yeah, I just said that. Tony Bradley, Bradley, Marco Sivovich, uh, Io. We have. Yeah. I mean, we, we're not really that deep, but we have Stanley Jones. We'll see though. You know, guys got a. There's, like any good team, guys will step up. What I really like about the Heat's uh, team is that they have uh, they have an okay, they have an okay. Uh, backup team. So they're they got like a thirty-seven year old power forward who's like six four. PJ Tucker. Oh, yeah, How old is he? How yeah, old is he PJ needs Tucker? he needs to get out of the league. He's puts up. He's their starting power forward. Yeah, puts up two points a game. But who's their backup? Is Markeith Morris? Markeith Morris is a great backup. He could be a starter in Detroit. Yeah, but Detroit's it's not saying much. Games, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's not saying much. Right. So they got they got Kyle, Kyle Lowry, and then don't forget they old, got Victor. They old. Got, Victor Oladipo. Who's like off like seven in knee injuries. Yeah. Jimmy Buckets, he's getting old. PJ Tucker and then Bam Adebayo. Uh, I don't think... That, like, dude, if you put them in a seven-game series, I think the Bulls could take them. I mean, I like Atlanta's... Uh, would Atlanta fit how many finish the season? Yeah. Why, why should they be the three seed? You know what I mean? Like... I put Atlanta over Philly. Philly's I mean, got, they blew out the Knicks. They fucking raped. Philly's got so one. many fucking question marks. It's it's unbelievable. Well, unbelievable. Well, I, if I was Philly, I would blow this shit up right away. If I was Philly, I would say, "Hey, look, I know Embiid. Like, dude, we're gonna waste your career. We don't know what's going on. We we were one but shot they gotta, away. They gotta see what they can get. But the thing with Ben Simmons is that they're paying him like thirty six million a year. Who's gonna take him? Exactly. Nobody's gonna take him. It's not gonna be a small market team, and if a a big market team does take them, it's going to be, you're going to get a shitty contract back with, like, a decent starter. I really thought the Lakers were going to take him because of Rich Paul. Now I could see the Bulls no, getting no him, way they but could, he's done. Really it'll no. be like, 
like the Cavaliers, dude. Like that's like the team that could, and they're a small market team yeah, too. Was, so that's leash. Who else? Ben Simmons to the Thunder seems like the most fucking. That could happen too. That, that sounds have, so they don't pay anybody anymore. right. Yeah. So they could probably. Just, you guys want to buy some tickets? Bring him yeah. in, and we got a shitload of draft picks coming to be excited. Yeah, they can about. give like eighty-four draft picks. That's fucking nuts. Uh, Alien Hawks, I, like you said, that they got Trey Young, Bogdan Bogdanovich, uh, Bogdan Bogdan, whatever fucking DeAndre Hunter. And their starting small forward missed like the playoffs last year. DeAndre, yeah, yeah, he I hurt. I love John Collins. I think John Collins. Oh, he's is a great player. Very, especially today's day and age of like. He's like a power forward. Like oh, absolutely. Games. He's he's a great fucking guy. He I wish the rim and he can shoot. That's somebody I wish the Bulls had as like for a free agent signing. Uh, if we got him for fucking nickels and dimes, I think he got a four year, seventy two million dollar deal. Right, that yeah. would be amazing to have as a Bulls fan. But yeah, I think that there's so many moves about the Bulls that have been good and that are promising, and there are just so many moves that we've made that aren't are just so non-bull-like, right? Does that make sense? Like, I I never would have expected... When I see them make these moves, I'm like, holy shit, this, the Bulls did that? Yeah, the Bulls getting a four-time NBA All-Star, DeMar DeRozan, or a guy that was drafted second overall right, three and a half years ago in Alonzo uh, Ball. Yeah, it never happened. Even, like, just, like, the balls to, like, all right, we can get rid of Thaddeus Young. The balls to get rid of all these guys that, you know... Pax and Foreman were scared to get rid of because, oh, well, we got to watch them grow. We don't know what we have yet. How do you not know what you have? Yeah. How? Right? It should take you two years. It took fucking AK. No, I should you like through. It's taking like 40 fucking games before the trade deadline. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, if you think your team's going to make a playoff one year and you're 40 games in and you're fucked, and then you trade your you trade pieces away. You try to get capital. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. But these guys don't know. Like, I just. We got, got fucking a. Two-time All-Star at the trade down last year. For an eighth overall pick and exactly. fucking... Uh, who else did we give the Magic? We had to eat a shitty contract, but we got, we got rid we of got, him. We got Inamu or... Yeah, we got rid of that. He's gone. No, he's done the Bulls. Bro, fucking... Uh, what's his fucking face? The fucking center. Uh, Wendell, Car- Wendell Carter, eighth overall pick. Right. For a two-time All-Star. I'll take it. I don't care. You don't know what that eighth overall pick's gonna be, and if you're trying to win now, it don't matter what that guy's gonna be. Right? Who cares? Who is the fuck about that eighth pick? If like you know, we're gonna have we have all the talent now to win a championship. We're not worried about what this guy can do. I it's just nice to see that somebody in Chicago, besides the White Sox, I know everybody is listening. They're like, "Ooh, you don't talk about the White Sox. The White Sox are good." Have you heard of Soxtober? No, I really don't care. Like, I'm not a baseball guy, and I'm nobody's heard of Soxtober in 13, 14 years. Oh, shocker, right? Okay, so Danny Max is a Danny Max is a Cubs fan. I'm a Cubs fan, so you're not going to really hear a lot of Sox talk from me. I don't mind the Sox. I think they're good. I don't give a shit either, but I'll root for them. The but Cubs leave, live right free in the White Sox fans' heads. That's for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. I hear more about the White Sox and the last. Three and a half months that I did in fourteen years. Right, right. Uh, like honestly, I, honestly, like they're yeah. like, who cares? Remember, like when the Crosstown Classics came, what did it really matter? Because we knew they were whatever. But anyways, I'm not gonna go too in about the White no, Sox. No, Hopefully, no. I didn't lose any listeners to that. Little don't waste my fucking time. <laughs> Let's talk about the Bears because the Bears are just a shit show. I talked to Austin a little bit, but he doesn't really know about football. Was Mitchell Trubisky the answer? 
Huh? Dude, shut the fuck up. He was not the answer. He never was the answer. But he never threw for one yard in a game. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you. Just because, just because, just, just because Matt Nagy. I'm a Justin Fields guy, but did Mitchell Trubisky, imagine Mitchell Trubisky threw for one yard. Stop. Because, <laughs> oh my gosh. You know what would happen? He would have been fucking no, slaughtered. No, no, no. Yes, no, no. He, he wouldn't have. No. Yes, Everybody's saying that. Everybody's oh saying that. God. I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. They gave him, they gave, they gave Mitchell. <laughs> they gave Mitchell. <laughs> They gave Mitch a pass after fucking no, a pass. Yeah, they gave him a pass for four fucking years. Year four, they're like, all right, dude, enough. Enough. His first year as a starter, he was uh what? So 12 and 4? And they gave him a no, his first year as a starter, he was three and eleven. No, he didn't start, he didn't start the whole season. He's I'm talking about his, his whole first, first year. First year, yeah, he went 12 and 12 and 4. No, 12 and and he brought him down the field in a playoff game and easy trip shot field goal. Right. And the guy fucking missed it. My thing is, he but has so many passes. And all the games he played for the Bears, all the starts he had, did he ever throw for one fucking yard? No, he didn't. Okay. But that doesn't mean that. Okay, but he but, would have got the pass. So it's Matt Nagy's fault because Justin Fields threw for one yard. Yes. But when Mitchell Trubisky had a bad game, it was Mitchell Trubisky's fault, not no, Matt Nagy's. No, not at all. Because year one, whose fault was it? It wasn't Mitch's fault. It was Mitch was still working. He's, he's, he's a rookie. rookie. This is the rookie. This is the learning. This, no, this okay. was, yeah, even year two. This is the learning. Year two, he was home four. Yes, but he wasn't. He didn't have the greatest season. Yeah, he had a great season. He threw for like, what was it, like 20 some touchdowns and like 3,000 yards? 10, 11. Yeah, but he didn't turn the ball over a lot. He did turn them. Oh, no, he only had like 10 or 12 picks. Right. You're right. With okay. like 20 some touchdowns. Sure. Now you're three pumps. Okay. How many but breaks have you ever thrown for uh, has a court, uh, Chicago Bears quarterback ever thrown for 4,000 yards? No. So you're expecting a year two guy to do it. I am not expecting him. That's why I gave him a pass. I gave him a pass. I gave him a pass for year three. And then year four, even when they, I gave him a pass during that game with the Broncos where they won barely, they barely won because of that roughing the passer. I gave him pass up to then. Okay. So me as a Mr. Bisky fan, I, if he threw for one yard in a game, he would have shot him in the head. People would have shot him in the head. But guess what? And I would dress a Fields fan, but I I don't say the obvious. I know you're playing people devil's fucking, advocate. People shit on Mitchell Trubisky, but they did really. It's yeah, they oh yes, yeah. They at did. the end, at the end of it, it was dude. It was like 80, his, his second year as a starter. People were like, "Cut the cord, it's over." He's not. He's not an NFL quarterback. I agree. His I agree second year as a starter. I agree. With that. So his third second year in the league. Year. Yeah, which is whatever you can call it what you want, but was it all him? Definitely not. No, absolutely not. Yeah. And, and am I saying that Mitch Trubisky got a fair chance? No, I'm not saying that. But I'm not saying that I didn't root for him. I didn't, I'm not saying that I, I didn't give him pass. I gave him so many fucking passes. When I when he got that six touchdown game against the Buccaneers when they were the worst defense, I thought he was going to yeah. be. I thought he's the next fucking coming. But guess what? He's not. He it didn't work out in Chicago. I'm not calling him a bust. Yeah. He was a bust. Well, his right? career is ruined now because of Matt Nagy. Of Matt Nagy, right? He ruined it. You could, you could clearly say that. Yes, you're gonna. I agree a thousand percent. But the I fact that you think... would, you would give, like, because Josh Fox shared a comment as his first coach. His first coach is Matt Nagy. That's what yeah. I would. Right, 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 right. That's what I would sure. call that. Sure. So then Matt Nagy is gonna outlast maybe two fucking three. Dude, this is his third quarterback. Right? No, it's fourth quarterback. Fourth quarterback. Fourth quarterback. Fourth quarterback. Fourth quarterback. Fourth quarterback. Mitch, 
He's got Andy. He's got Nick. Not in that order. And then he's got fucking Justin. Those are your fourth quarterback. How does a coach get four in three years? Four, four years. Four years. How does that make any sense? It doesn't make sense. That's my problem. Is that's where the problem lies? Yeah. Is 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 that's why people aren't going after Justin right now? Because and then you see, Mitch, no, it wasn't his fault. I'm not saying it was right. His fault. No, I, I know you're playing devil's advocate. Yeah, right yeah, yeah. But how many seconds did Mitch have to throw on average? Three point four seconds every like on average. I know it's a lot, it's a lot larger of a sample size, but three point four seconds to throw. I wouldn't need to see the data on that. Sure, we'll look it up because <laughs> I probably just made that. You definitely just made that. <laughs> but the true stat is that no, no, it's like I think it's like three point four, three point five. He was running for his life though too, though. Oh, all the time. Guess what? He had legs to run too. Okay, now with Justin, how many seconds did he have to throw? Did you see the average of how many seconds he had to throw that poor bastard? Fuck it, a point, point seven four seconds. And I'm not even like you could look that shit up. Point seven four seconds. So you're telling me that this guy gets the fucking super shotgun it at this point. You got a super shotgun it. He had a forty year old China block. Yeah, the best defensive end in the league. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, dude, what the fuck? And, is and you don't want to tell me who's fucking starting because it fucks with the scheme, Matt Nagy. You fucking dirty rat. I don't understand uh, this guy's thought process. Got a four-year-old at left tackle? Dude, yeah. Four He's got to be the oldest left tackle in the NFL. And what do you do? Like, maybe in, like, 60 years. And then what do you do? What do you do? Oh, oh, gee. Fucking, no. Wait, remember when we had Orlando Pace? Remember when he had He was at 40. Oh, he's got to be 36. He had it at 36. Yeah. He's yeah. got 40. But that's what I'm saying. They're tipping on the edge. What the fuck are these guys doing that they're so old? Being... He should not be up there. He's out of the league. I just told Austin this. He's out of the league for a reason, right? He's 40 years old for a reason. He's out of the league for the reason. He's fishing for a reason. What are the Bears doing even calling the guy? Why didn't you guys do anything in the offseason? You guys are always in a rush to get these skill guys. Oh, my God. Rid of uh, Kyle Fuller. You should have gotten use that money for offensive line. What do they use it for? No, they use it on fucking Andy Dump Dick Dalton. Right? $10 million you spend on that guy? We're spending $19 million in backup quarterbacks. A second stringer and a third stringer. We have tied up in quarterbacks. Bill's going to make a decent amount of money. As, of course, um, he's the first, uh, first, first round pick. Yeah, yeah, he's going to make at least $12 million, $10 million. So what? We have $30 million in the quarterback position. We can't get anything done. Like I said, like I said, why don't you our defense is fucking falling apart? Dan Charathan hasn't played a game yet, right? No, Danny hasn't. Oh, he makes like $10 million. Right? Where's Eddie Goldman? Dude. You fat Dang, piece of shit! Oh why don't you? Why don't you play a game? I don't care what personal reason. Oh, I, I gotta sit out all 2020. What, what's his reason now? Is he hurt? Who knows, man? Who knows? Who Honestly, you know what? Because we're never gonna know the real answer. And then you know what? He's gonna be mad at the uh, the fans for like not knowing the real answer. Why don't you just be straight up and real with us and let us know what the fuck is going dude, on? Here's a fucking on that roast and shit like that. I love this Bears team because you know what? They're so fucking stupid. I, I swear they they put up a shit performance every week and then they go to Twitter. How y'all like us now? Stop hating on the realness. Y'all just wait, just wait. How hey, many the fucking one, years the am one, I gonna wait, Eddie Jackson? The one positive shit? The one positive Roquan Smith is oh. by far the best. Oh my gosh, team. dude, that guy's stunned. A stud. I, I give him two hundred million dollars. I thought he was a schizo. I thought he was a schizo. Year yeah, two. Year two was bad. Yeah. Year two. I thought he was a schizo, but he turned yeah. his shit around. I I am so tired of this fucking Bears team. And yeah, I'm gonna call him out. Oh, like, by the way, Lions are gonna beat the Bears this week. I agree. Listen, 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 listen. We're gonna talk best. Thousand percent. Because look, I 
I'm going to talk. The Lions are 0 3, but they look better in three games. They are the best 0 3 team in this fucking (laughs) league. I'll say it. I don't care what anybody says. Dude, I'm not. I'm going to say this, and I'm going to say it on the record. The Lions by six. Give me the. What's the. Lions minus six? Dude, let's look it up. The Bears are like four point favorites. Right. How the the, Detroit winning the over. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Covering, covering. Like, what, what. And we've seen this story so many times. What are they going to do to fucking change it up? The Lions, they're going to score 13 points. Who, the Bears? No, the Lions. And the Bears are going to score six. No, 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 no. I think think it's... I, I honestly, it's going to be fucking sad, and I might be wrong. I really hope I'm no, wrong. No, it's twelve six all field goals the whole game. Oh god, no, 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 it's not, it's not. Oh wait, Lions yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Because Ryan Goff is scared shitless of Khalil Mack, and our defense he can't is throw so that ball. Yes, it's not great, not good, but it's yeah. solid. Right. Yeah. We fuck, three fuck. good quarters. The, the Lions might score four field goals in the fourth quarter. Fuck. There might be six field goals in the fourth quarter. All right. So alternate spread, right? You said you got the Lions by six. Let's what, say five and a half. Well, the Bulls, are, the, the Bears are four point favorites. Right? right. But if you take the alternate spread, alternate spread and you take the, the Bears or you take the Lions minus six, it's plus 220. Right. I would say that's it. That's it. Because it's such a fucking small favorite right now. These are. These are Bet Rivers uh, odds. You guys can use the promo code MikeyBets. You guys can get a $250 match deposit on your first deposit. So you, you can literally put in $100, you'll get $100 back. You put in $50, you get in $50 back. It's, it's doubling your money. So why wouldn't you do it? Go ahead, download that app, and win today. But yeah, I, I, Jesus, man, it, it's just fucking, it's, Dude, I don't it's, see the bird. Like, I mean, I can see the birds winning it on some. Just the defense and she over is 42. That's pathetic. You're an NFL team. Dude, I'm, I'm smashing under. I, 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 all right. I will only bet the over. I'm gang raping the I will only bet the over or I won't bet at all. So I'm not even betting the, the under on this game, but I will. T- oh, shit. The lines moved to plus three. Or the lines are favorite? Yeah. Okay. No, 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 no. no. The lines are plus three. Like, it's they're underdogs, but by oh, barely anything now, it's they're plus one twenty four to win. So you're not gonna get. It. I would. No, I would. It's I worked in. I would take Lions money line. But Didn't you parlay it with another team or something? Yeah, maybe. Okay. If you are gonna parlay it, I do have some bets of the week. We can hop into it really quick before we yeah. talk more Bears. So bets of the week, we're gonna run down the whole slate because I'm fucking horny for this bet this football week. I got well, that's kind of weird thing to say, but whatever. Yeah, I, like yeah but we, we're gonna say it because this is the show. Jaguars. Bengals. This game, I am going to hammer, hammer the money line on the Jaguars. They're plus 290 right now. Plus 290 is fucking insane. You're not going to find that a lot of places. And if you hit that bet, you put 100 on, you win 290. The payout is going to be 390, right? If you want to play safe, go ahead and take that plus seven and a half. But the Bengals offensive line is not shit. Jaguars D line is very underrated. And the offense for the Jaguars has shown up. I hate Urban Meyer as much as the next guy, but Trevor Lawrence is he's like a fucking crook. Who? Urban Meyer. Yeah, he's a crook. He's a rat. Like I, I don't fuck with that guy. He should but be in jail. Why do you think he should be in jail? He fucked over Florida left. Fucked, fucked over Ohio State left, and now he's gonna fuck over Jacksonville. He's gonna go to USC, which is another crook school. 
So him or Patino? Well, see, Rick Patino is a gangster. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. I love Rick Patino. Hell yeah. He got his players hooked. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. Hey, bro, one, one more time. Okay, so I want to go to Washington football team versus Atlanta Falcons. I'm going to hammer hammer the Washington football team. That Washington football team has been underperforming like crazy. If you have a, t- a game to turn around your season right now in a, uh, we're one and two, I think they're one and two right now with Heineke as your quarterback in the background, go ahead and hammer it with the Falcons. This is going to be your make or break. You're going to be a two and two. And then you got that flip game. Hammer this right now, minus 124. And if you're feeling fucking frisky, go ahead and take minus one and a half Washington football team. Next up, we just talked about it. Bears, Lions. What do you think? You got the Lions? Lions are over there. Lions are going to win the game. I, you know what? I, I fucking hate being a professional sports better now because now I have the way to the Lions lost this week. Yeah. Oh, they're going to be fucking, fucking that coach, Dan Campbell. Yeah. And I'll, I'll say it. I like, I would want him on the Bears. I am officially, I'm putting on the record, a Dan He's Campbell. He's a psychopath. Guy. He's dude. a psychopath. That's what you want as a football coach. I, you know, I, and uh, I, I was want a, a nerdy analytics guy. I want a psychopath. I was talking so much shit about Dan Campbell in the offseason, which now I kind of, I'm slowly taking it back. And that's saying a lot as an 0 3 team, right? Yeah. You don't take back, like, yeah, for, but they're all three, three close games. For that guy to earn my respect, and me saying that as an 0 3 team, I want this guy as a. a they lost by a record breaking field goal 66 yards. And it hit the fucking crossbar and popped 10 yards in the air. And yeah, we know that fucking feeling. It, it was sad. And, and they, they held their own against the Packers, but then Aaron Rodgers takes over. Yeah. You get it. Week one, they but were the going to lost the, last, the, the most recent game. They're going to come out and they're going to murder us. Starving. Yeah. For like, starving. For starving. Like. Yeah. And then right there, what do you do? Oh, we'll talk about it later. We'll talk about more with the Bears. Um, we, uh, next game on our 12 o'clock slate, we have Titans, Jets. It's minus seven and a half against the Jets. Go ahead and fucking hammer that. The Jets suck. They're awful. Zach Wilson is not the answer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not going to go ahead and defend that guy at all. Go ahead and hammer seven and a half. He's also Mormons. So. Yeah, we don't fuck with the Mormons. Unless you're a Mormon listener, we love you. <laughs> and all seven of your wives. <laughs> uh, Browns versus Vikings. I'm going to go ahead and take... Oh, you know what? <laughs> Not even going to touch this game on the money line or even the spread. I'm going to go ahead and hit the over on that. The over on 51 and a half points. I, stop, call me crazy. Call me crazy, right? Call me crazy. You're crazy. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> but I feel like this is one of those games where the public is going to be betting the under like crazy because there's, these are two good defensive teams. And we're just going to see some fucking backyard bullshit on this. We're going to see the Browns scoring stupid points, running. And the the, the Vikings' ran, uh, run defense is not that good. I, I understand the pass defense is pretty good, but their run defense is not. It's not like they have Everest Griffin over there fucking clogging the middle. It's, it's, that's, that's, we don't see that anymore. Those days are gone. And then uh, Kirk Cousins against that, that defensive line. We saw Justin Fields against it, but he obviously has a better offensive line. If he gets a couple of slants and a couple of deep passes, They'll stay in the game. They'll make it work somehow. I don't know how, but Kirk Cousins always finds his way to weasel in three touchdowns a game. And it, it, it will always confuse the fuck out of me, but he's consistently an average quarterback and I hate it. So go ahead. I'm going to take the over 51 and a half points. Next game. we got Colts versus Dolphins. Uh, guess who's the favorite? The Dolphins. 
Yeah, because the Colts don't have a court. His ankles are like both of them are broken. Yeah, maybe they can call uh, the Bears for Nick Foles. Just saying. Uh, Indianapolis Colts plus one sixteen. Do I want to hammer that? No. Uh, the over is forty three and a half. Play against the old team. Right. So this is the revenge, revenge game. game. This is a revenge game. You got to take the minus two and the a half. Revenge game of all time. <laughs> <laughs> this is like, yeah, this is the saddest revenge game of all time. You know, nobody wants to watch this game. That's besides be game besides Frank the sure. Tank, nobody's watching this game. And like fucking three fourths of the population in Indiana, like because they have nothing else to do. Right. They're toothless fucking hillbillies. Yeah. Not you, Frank, but the other guys. Um, Oh, fuck, that's I. I just don't even want to look at that game. I'm like, you know what? I'm not, I'm gonna stay away from this game. I'm I'm gonna. I'm talking Panthers Cowboys. I like the Cowboys. I like the Cowboys, but game, that's gonna be a really good game. I'm gonna stay away from it because like I don't know who's gonna win. You got the Panthers and the Cowboys. These are two like up in the air. What the fuck is going on like, with these guys? Teams? The over for fifty and a half. Fifty and a half. That's kind of over. You're gonna pound it. I'll pound the over just because I, I pound the over. I always pound you the, the over. Cowboys did on Thursday. Right. Right. Can you say rape on the show? It's my show. We can say rape. They're good for four touchdowns. I think uh, what's her name? They're good for three touchdowns. So and then you get a couple of field goals mixed in. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I'd hammer the over on this. And also, like, if, if you're going to bet peanuts. Oh, yeah. I would say it's going over, dude. Yeah. If you're going to bet peanuts, go ahead and bet the fucking Panthers because, look, if you want to double it up, and you want to take the line plus the points. If you take Panthers plus four and a half over 50 points, it's plus 280. Even if you bet the under is plus 260, I'm going to go ahead and put, bet the over on that one right away. The next game I'm going to go to is going to be eesh, Giants, Saints, and the Saints are at home. Saints are finally going home because they have been displaced for quite a while because of Hurricane Irma or whatever hurricane was there this week. Um, I'm hammering the over 43 and a half points. Why would you not take that? And then I'm going to also take the Saints minus seven and a half. What are you taking? Who are they playing? The Giants. Oh, yeah. Just... Hammer it, right? Fucking Giants. <laughs> Get shot. <laughs> this one. This one, I if I ever bet an under on a game, I'm betting the under on this one at 54 and a half points. Chiefs versus Eagles. I'm betting the under on that one. The Chiefs are going to score six touchdowns. <laughs> no, they're not. No, they're not. They're gonna put up forty-eight points at least. You think so? Oh yeah. You think like a revenge game, or not revenge? Um, because they just fucking right now. I think I'm gonna eat my words. I think you just changed my mind. I'm gonna go ahead and bet. Pedro Holmes at over four or five touchdowns. Yeah. What am I thinking? All right, I'm taking my bet back. I'm gonna hammer you over on fifty-four and a half. Seven and minus seven and a half. That's kind of an easy spread to take, right? It's kind of a no-brainer. You take minus seven and a half. If if Jalen Hurts couldn't score again, I mean, but that's the thing is Micah Parsons on the Cowboys in that defense. You're the I hate being sober. I'm a smoker. <laughs> Fucking guy. I love that guy. You, every every year. I should be selling cars right now, bro. That fucking poor bastard. Dude, selling cars is a fucking upward. He should be fucking unloading trucks at UPS. Yeah, dude. honestly. Shout out Tyler Byrne. Uh, any- <laughs> Anyways, uh, Texans. Buffalo Bills. Kyra Taylor Bay. <laughs> oh, this game is fucking gross, dude. 
the Texans are plus 870 right now. And no, this is actually going to be the revenge game for Josh Allen. Remember when the Texans beat the Bills to, in the playoffs two years ago? Three years ago? Deshaun Watson beat fucking uh, the Bills and then they moved on to the second game. They played, they were one playoff game away from the AFC Championship. Yeah, been Josh Allen's rookie year. Yeah. Because last year they played the Chiefs, so that was the second year. Yeah. Because, uh, they were one game away from the. They lost the Chiefs against uh, in the AFC Championship. Remember that the Texans. They were one game away. Regardless, regardless, I think that the fucking Bills are going to blow this game out of the water. But I'm not going to take the over, or I'm not going to take minus sixteen and a half points. And I'm going to Bulls minus sixteen and a half. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not touching it. I'm not touching it because this is a veteran team. This is a, a fucking team full of veterans. I'm not I'm not touching it. I'm sorry. Well, they got the Texas got that string being Bills or whatever started. It, it, uh, I don't know who started. I don't know if Tyrod's back, but I'm not going to touch this game. I'm well, really... That's what, uh, what were they? Uh, part of my say were like Mills. If Mills, Mills starts. Mills Mafia versus Mills Mafia. Oh, Jesus Christ. If, if, uh, if, if Mills is starting, go ahead and hammer 16 and a half because that guy... Yikes. My favorite game of the week, though. I'm going to talk about it. Uh, we're moving to our three o'clock slates. <laughs> Cardinals at Rams. Oh, that's a good-ass game. That's going to be a fun game. The Rams are their Super Bowl favorites right now, I would say. Uh, yeah, and the Cardinals are yeah. kind of holding their own, right? So the Cardinals... Oh, they're a good team, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I The Fitzgerald and Tyre, is he still playing? No, he's still in the league. He's still in the league. It's fucking nuts. Was he still in the Cardinals? Yeah, he's still in the Cardinals, which is crazy. He's the longest tenure player, like on the Are Cardinals. You sure? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I didn't. I'm like 99 sure. There's no way he retired. He's got to do like a goodbye tour if he did. Uh, minus four and a half for the Rams. I'm gonna go ahead and take that. And plus, uh, Seahawks 49ers. That's a rivalry game. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and take the Seahawks plus 132. I know Russell Wilson's pissed off. They're not winning a lot. And no, I think he's going to turn around. No, he didn't. He's, he's got no stats for this year. Probably because he just fucking sits on the bench. What do you think? Is he retired? Hold on, whatever. I'm going to uh, Baltimore Ravens at Denver Broncos. No to play, but is not retired, but that was August 20th. Oh. So he's still in the league? So he's like not retired. Like he's, he's a not, free agent. He's not playing. That's kind of weird. <laughs> kind of like Joakim Noah. Well, he officially retired now. But uh, all right, Ravens Broncos. I wait for somebody to get hurt in the Cardinals and just like takes some. Oh, thousand percent. He doesn't want to take a rap spot. Fuck that practice squad player. Yeah. Uh, oh yeesh. Yeah, this is gonna be a good defensive game, Ravens uh, Broncos. I know Vic Fangio knows a way to stop. Lamar Jackson, but I kind of want Big Daddy. I kind of want to stay away from this game. If I had to pick it, I'm going to go ahead with the Ravens, but I want to stay away from this game. So I bet like the mini, probably like the smallest amount of units you could bet on that game. Go ahead and bet the Broncos. Oh, Super Bowl 2010 rematch. Packers versus Steelers, same quarterbacks on the team. Oh. <laughs> Did you see that video of uh, Ben Rosberg? He's got it. He needs to stop. They were like, like, I feel like he's his mumble of the tree. <laughs> <laughs> that poor bastard needs to, It's like, uh, I listen to PMT and they said it's like watching your dog die. Like, it's just watching him get old. Like, I just don't want to see it. Like, stop. Except Ben Rosberg is a rapist. And... Mm, yeah. Well, I've seen Capone do some fucking nasty things. 
Anyways, uh, yeah, he's a rapist. <laughs> he's a fucking rapist. Um, shout out. Well, don't shout out rapists. <laughs> shout out. Uh, shout out Aaron Rodgers for being a rapist. Um, hear that frog? I don't even know what that was. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just take the Packers minus seven because I what what. They just lost to the Bengals. They just got blown out to the Bengals, the Steelers. Like, I'm not even going to trust these guys. It's, it's not like, Yeah. Fuck it. I, I know they're drinking heavy in Pittsburgh. Buccaneers, Patriots. What I know. Else what else are they doing in Pittsburgh? Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Besides fucking drive through forests. Uh, Buccaneers. <laughs> <laughs> Buccaneers and Patriots. Oh, this is gonna be a good fucking game. Tom Brady's coming home. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna take minus seven all day, and then I'm gonna do fucking over 49 and a half points. That's kind of a no-brainer for me. I might be wrong, but those are my no-brainers. Uh, Raiders at Chargers. I'm gonna go ahead and hammer the Chargers minus three and a half and the over 52 and a half points. So the Raiders. <laughs> So those are my bets of the week. Um, if you guys want to get into a little college football, too bad. because No, I'm just kidding. I'll do one. Um, so we got Iowa at Maryland. I really like the way Iowa's been playing. Their offensive line has been great, plus their defense is decent. Yeah, exactly. Uh, minus 176. Minus 3.5 is the money line or the uh, the spread, plus the overs at 48.5. How do you not take 48.5 when you're it's a college football team? You kind of have to, right? So I'm going to go ahead and take the over. And I'm going to take minus three and a half for Iowa. Scrolling down Saturday, it's Michigan at Wisconsin. Wisconsin just got their ass whooped by Notre Dame, and that's fucking pathetic. But Michigan barely beat Rutgers. So what are we going to do? What are we going to take here? Are we going to take the over at 43 and a half? Yeah, I think I am. Am I going to take Wisconsin or am I going to take Michigan? I think I'm going to go ahead and take Michigan plus 100. So those are my two college plays. And, uh, yeah, those are my best of the week. And you can go find those at Bet Rivers. You guys can use them anywhere else if you guys use a different sports book. But just know that it won't be as uh, – you won't make as much money. Anyways, I'm going to finish it up with a little bit of Bears talk. What? It, where do we even fucking start? Robert Quinn played good. Like she did, yeah. yeah, yeah, it was good. Thank God, thank God, he's he just having decent years for Yeah, three sacks. <laughs> like, no, I think I would pay them like fucking thirty dollars for years. Like, you know, he's played for his contract though. That's my thing. It's like it's just another contract here, right? Like, because well, it's sure. Well, he, he didn't like do anything. Yeah, and then like now it's just it's like he's got. So he's got his have a sack. Really fucking. <laughs> Okay. I gotta watch my mouth because karma will bite me in the ass. Fuck that guy though. I, I just can't fuck Robert Quinn. I don't care if he puts up like twenty more sacks. I see sure. fuck everyone on the team right now with several guys. Um, Jalen Johnson. I'll take Jalen. Yeah, he's had some yeah, good moments. Um, even Monty. Like, dude, running backs. Everyone's like, oh, don't forget to build around Montgomery. I like him, but. Running backs are a diamond dozen. You can find yeah. them anywhere. You can't find Roquan Smith everywhere. No, they're can't. they're not easy to find, man. Like that that's the difference. And I'm I'm so tired. And I, I get people in my DMs. I get people fucking replying to me all the time. Like, oh, why are you so harsh on them? You know, they're a pretty good team. Pace has been doing a lot of good moves, and you should see this. And blah blah blah. And yeah. all right, look at the record. Right, 
how many playoffs wins do we have? Does this guy have zero? Pace yeah. has zero playoff wins, right? It's fucking garbage. It's garbage. I'm so tired of Bears. And that's the problem is Bears fans are so delusional now that we have accepted. We've accepted, we've accepted mediocrity as good, right? We've, ex- ex- we've accepted it. Like, oh, that's, that's whatever. That's fine. Like, we can deal with that. It's not okay. You know, like the big, like, I hate the statement, oh, this is the Bears time. Yeah. So we're losing town. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, I, 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 like every I, franchise has done more in the last 35 years since the Bears have won it than the Bears. Right, right. So we're passionate. <clears throat> we're passionate football fans and we want to see the Bears win. But guess what? Our owner fucking sucks, right? It's just, it's like it's like being the general manager of a shitty restaurant, right? You're trying, you're trying, you're trying, you're trying. And well, no, it's not like being the owner of a shitty restaurant or the general manager of a shitty restaurant. It's like being a shitty manager of a shitty restaurant, right? It's like working at a shitty manager at a good restaurant. No, no, it's not. A, Cause the bears are like a premier. They're the charter franchise, franchise, but they have shitty owners. Right. So I, or you're, uh, I don't know. It's hard to put in words because it's, we have a good general manager. A shitty. And they don't, they don't want to spend the money. Like when they got Cleo back, I was like, I couldn't believe that they gave him that money. Right, yeah, because like it was like them pinching their fucking wallets. Yeah, I'm like, there's no way. I was like, I couldn't believe that. Hopefully, with this new stadium that they get, hopefully within like the next six they years, do. I think they're gonna do it. They're gonna kind of fucking Chicago into making them. Uh, money. Then they should have done it a while ago. You know what they said when they wanted well, to they do a betting line? No, they were supposed. To, they, they were asking for like I forget what money they were asking for. Back in the like the late nineties, and they were like, "Oh yeah, we'll give you like two billion to redo the stadium." Yeah, or whatever it was. I don't know. I'm just throwing a number out there, but it wasn't what they asked for. The Bears asked for like a certain amount of money, and they were like, "Okay, well, but we well we won't give you that, but we'll give you this." Yeah, and they're like, uh, "Oh yeah, okay, yeah." I just I I don't get it, but I, I feel like this. It's so uncomfortable. It's a thing that's gonna happen. They're gonna ask for a shit ton of money, and they're gonna be like, "Nah, but we'll give you this." And they're like, "Oh yeah, okay." Yeah, these fucking bears. I'm so tired of them. You know what? Week four projections. They're gonna lose. I'm gonna bet the under. The bears fucking suck. Nobody's gonna score a touchdown. Besides, nobody's gonna score. It's gonna be all kicks, right? So if you're gonna fucking start somebody for the bears, make sure there's a kicker. Because that's all. The all we have look. Oh, it was 2019. Our biggest problem was the kicker, and now that we fucking figured out the kicker, our biggest problem is everything else. Yeah. What the fuck is wrong with this team? I'm so tired of it. So it's um, embarrassing. Honestly, it's embarrassing. It's embarrassing. Embarrassing. <laughs> All right, I'm done talking about the Bears. The last thing I want to talk about before we leave is when's the first game for the Bulls? October 28th. October 28th. Against the uh, Pelicans. What are we doing? Is that the home opener? Yeah. Lonzo revenge game. We got the all-star package. So, we got the all-star package, which is amazing. Do you have the thing? Scheduled? Yeah. So, I know they play in no particular order. They play Nets, Bucks, uh, Philly, Celtics. Lakers. Lakers. Hold on, let me start from the beginning. Um, Pelicans, Nets, Bucks, 
Philly Celtics, Pacers, um, Lakers, Warriors, um, Jazz. Jazz. Jazz, right? Yeah. Jazz and, uh, I don't want to send you the tags. Well, regardless, right? We're going to, uh, we're going to be in a lot of Bulls games this year. We're going to be making a lot of content this year. So if you guys see us, you guys see us. Oh, Suns. Oh, that'll be a good one. If you guys see us, come and say nuggets. hi. Come say hi. Nuggets will be a good one, too. And uh, we'll shoot, shoot the shit. Add me on Twitter. Obviously, you guys have me on Twitter, whoever's listening. Um, if not, add me on Twitter at Real Mikey Best. Section 312. Section 312. The best spot you can find us. It's right by the, the uh, bar. Yeah, the what? Oh, right by the bar. The bar is in that section. Yeah, and on the other corner, right by three or three twelve. You said, uh, isn't it like that's where we're at? Yeah. Three twelve. All right, so three twelve is the exact spot. Or I think if I'm wrong, it's three twelve or three thirteen. Is the exact spot where the Stefan Marbury for kind of is it? Yes. I yes. No. 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 It's three thirteen or three twelve. I know that for a fact. Right. Uh, I did. If it's not still there, don't be fucking pissed. No, they're not ever gonna get rid of. Like, dude, they got the shit from the nineties. They're not gonna get rid of the two thousand stuff. There's no, there is no way. There's no way. So it'll be a fun time. We're really excited for that. And uh, I'm really looking forward to the bull season. I'm looking forward to, I love basketball. Everybody knows I'm a basketball guy and uh, it'll be a fun time, but we got a lot more to talk about next week. It's going to be a good one. Um, We got to wrap up the show because my producer is going to kill me for going over an hour again or an hour and a half again, but whatever, that's what he gets paid for, but he doesn't get paid. (laughs) Um. All right, guys, we are out of here. Danny, yeah, I'm a fucking gypsy. Um, <laughs> Danny, thank you for coming on. Appreciate it as always. Oh, speaking of gypsies, October 9th, Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King, is gonna knock the fuck out Deontay Wilder. Yes. Put yes. your fucking house on Tyson Fury. Put the house on Tyson Fury. Put the wife right. and kids on Tyson Fury and knock them out. Okay, so let's talk about this really quick. I, I, I know that you want to talk about a little UFC, and the listeners love UFC, so let's talk about it real quick. I wanted to ring up John Bones. Oh, yeah, so he got inducted in the UFC Hall of Fame mm-hmm. that night. That night? Domestic violence charge. God damn, bro. And that day... Um, I went on a Friday. Yeah, they inducted him and GSP on a Friday night. And then Saturday night was the, the UFC 268. I think it was a 266. I forget what number. Mm-hmm. But um, it was a dope-ass fighter. Nick Diaz got his ass beat, deservingly so. Uh, Volkanovski surprised me. Dominated Ortega. He won every round in my book. Uh, Valentina Shevchenko, who's a woman UFC fighter, She's probably one, uh, not even bullshitting. She's like one of my favorite fighters to watch. She really? just dominates, beats the fuck out of bitches. She dominated. And, um, but earlier in the day, the, that was UFC, but for the boxing, Alexander Usyk dominated uh, Anthony Joshua for two or three, the IBF. I forget the names of the belts, but he won like three. He won three heavyweight titles against uh, Joshua, who was fighting in London in his home country. Lost on every judge's scorecard, wow. which is amazing. 
which got me to Tyson Fury, the Gypsy King. You said Gypsy. Yep. The Gypsy King is going to beat the dog shot Deontay Wilder before the eighth round. It's uh, over before the eighth. I'll, all right. All right. I'll take it. I'm not a UFC guy, but I'll take it. In the end. This is boxing. Third, I'm sorry, boxing. This is... wait for the WBC title. <clears throat> I'm not... I'm not that big into boxing, but I like it, right? It's fun. But, but I love this guy's big. story. Yeah. Can you, can you tell the listeners, this? if you guys don't know this, if you guys don't know Tyson Fury's story, listen to the story that they So he beat uh, the lineal champion, uh, Klitschko. He was undefeated. He didn't lose for nine years. And his brother before him was a heavyweight, ty- uh, heavyweight champion. And he kind of took off where he left off. Vitaly was the, the older brother, and then uh, Vladimir was the younger brother. He didn't lose for nine years, took all the belts, except for the WBC, I think. And um, But he was the big dog. And um, they fought in Klitschko's backyard. Tyson Fury beat his ass. And uh, Tyson Fury partied and did a bunch of drugs and like fucked up his life pretty much, and they were supposed to rematch. And Tyson Fury got his uh, boxing license revoked because he was like fat, out of shape, and wasn't had no business in the ring. And um, he came back like three and a half years later, had a couple warm up fights, fought Deontay Wilder, went all twelve rounds, got like knocked out of twelve, got up, won the round. They rematch. Tyson Fury beat his ass in the rematch. Deontay Wilder got his belt back. And now he's got to defend it again against him. But it was like one of the biggest comeback stories in 2018 when and it was only a draw, but it was it was insane. He was like over 300 pounds before he came back to boxing. That's was, absolutely not. He nice. was like close to he no, he was well over 300. He was like close to 400 pounds. He's six nine. He usually fights at like 265, 275. Yeah. In that range. And he was almost at 400 pounds at his worst. That's fucking crazy. And then he cut the weight, had like two fights, fought Deontay Waller for a world title, drew, rematch, beat his ass, and then COVID hit. And now they're having the trilogy fight. So October 9th. Uh, I would put a lot of money Tyson Fury wins. I don't know. You pick the round, but it's... Sure. I think it's going to be over before eight rounds. Okay. I don't know. I'm being generous with that. Generous. I think it's over... So I'm not gonna, I know this is a betting podcast. I'm not going to tell people to bet, but definitely before the eighth round, it's over. Tyson Fury wins. You heard him. He said bet your whole house and your mortgage and your wife and kids on uh, Tyson Fury. I love that story, dude, because as a as a fat boy, and as a former fat boy, I appreciate it because, like, obviously, like you know, he was about to drive his car through, like, a, like a sport. He was about to commit suicide, like, just drive his car off, like, a fucking cliff type shit. Like, it's a, it was, I mean, it was sad, but it, it's great to see. He's a motivational motherfucker. It's, if you ever like how I listen to his interviews, it's, I mean, they want to, it makes you want to, or at least me, it makes you want to run through a fucking brick wall. Right. That's and and that's what you love. You love those stories about you know the guy 
the the comeback stories, right? Those are my favorite stories and the motivation stories. Like it is one of the best comeback stories, honestly. Right. And that's what the show is all about. It's just like, you know, not the show's all about, but like it's just like those that's what we root for. We root for the fucking underdogs, we root for the guys. The hometown guys, the the underdogs. Yeah. The guys with the chip on their shoulders. And that's why we're Chicago fans and that's why we're the fans here. I actually uh follow the action on the social media content creator for them. And uh, follow the action. Uh, just had an interview with Deontay Wilder. I just pulled it up right there. They're having their little interview with him. Guy's <laughs> yeah, dumber than a box of bricks, bro. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm, I'm not saying that uh, Fury's smarter than him, but like just the way that I, I feel like the Fury's gonna go beat the brakes off him. And I saw the first, the first fight, right? The first fight, I thought the guy was done. After he got knocked out the first time, and he like fucking Undertaker. Yeah, yeah, literally like Undertaker. It was kind of crazy. I was like, "Holy shit!" I was scary. I've never seen a fight like this. But you know what? And then the second fight, he beat the brace off the guy. And if you're not a boxing fan, I would probably oh. suggest look up a bar near you that's showing it and go watch it because it's going to be entertaining. Well, that's exactly what I did. This is the fight. The first fight is the fight that got me into boxing. To be honest, and. I'm not saying that just because he's talking about it. It's literally the first fight that got me into boxing because I was like, dude, these guys are giants. I remember watching... Six, nine or six, seven. I remember watching uh, Deontay Wilder. I just was flipping through the channels. I was trying to find cops. And uh, uh, Spike TV had a fight with Deontay Wilder and they were talking about how fucking crazy the guy is. I was like, oh, shit, this guy's huge. What the fuck? Who's, who's going to beat this guy? Blah, blah, blah. Maybe like six months down the road, I see him about to fight Fury. I'm like, what the fuck? This is crazy. I was like, I didn't know this guy was that big. I just saw him on Spike TV and like, here we are now, right? And like, this is going to be round three. And it, it, it's, it's, Fury has nothing to lose, right? He already won. Why he proved himself? He tied. He every title in the headweight division. So he has nothing to prove. He's never lost. He's not, he's not scared to lose either. And that's, and that's kind of, that's fucking, that's scary. If you're, if you're not scared to lose, that's scary. Yeah. Like he's, He's not like he's gonna go for it. Like I'm telling, yeah, listen. If you're not a boxing fan, I'm telling you, tune into this fight. I'm telling you right now, you won't be you won't be disappointed. And if you want to even buy, if it's your first time ever buying a boxing pay per view, buy it because it'll be worth it. Yeah, just that fight. I'm excited. Yeah, the wing, the 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 ring entrances will be fucking extravagant. All kinds of shit going on. Right. Tyson Fury might come in on a fucking hot air balloon. You never fucking know. Right. This guy's no wall. The last, the second he came fight. in a fucking like a like a, a float like that goes down like a like a, an affair like a uh braid or whatever. Mm-hmm. He came in on that like one of his not his last fight but two fights before that. Well, the last fight was my favorite when he was, did the uh, the Apollo Creed. Apollo Creed is my favorite, my favorite fictional character yeah, of all time. It's guy. gonna be Apollo Creed, like without a doubt. I love Apollo Creed. Living in America, like bro, that shit. When he came out, that I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> So that's so that's my my um, fighting spiel. That's what we're well. That's what we'll be doing Saturday. Saturday, make sure you guys watch the fights. It's going to be a good fight. That's not the Saturday. It's next Saturday, night, October so 9th. So a week from this Saturday. So we got a pretty big uh, schedule coming up. Uh, October 9th, we're going to be recapping the fight, or, or uh, October that week. Okay, that week we're going to be recapping that fight. We're going to be talking more 
about the Bears, and then we're going to be talking about the Bulls since they're going to be into their preseason games, which is I, I can't fucking wait. And then the uh, the week after that, we will be getting into more Bears, more Bulls, and then we will be talking Blackhawks because oh, we have to. I will be <laughs> I will be going with Frank the Tank to the New Jersey Devils game versus the uh, Chicago Blackhawks in New Jersey. It's going to be a fun time. Frank's going to be on the podcast. We're going to record and talk about that together. So we got a lot to look forward to the Like You Bet show. I appreciate everybody's patience and my two weeks off that I took. Thank you, guys. Uh, we will definitely continue this and uh, have more fun. Thank you, Danny, for hopping on the show. Appreciate it as always. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. All right, guys, that was Danny Mack. For our next guest, we're going to be having the co-creator for Sopranos Con. This one's a really good one. I'm going to enjoy this one. I hope you guys do, too. everybody for my next guest i would like to introduce the co-creator for the sopranos con uh goes by danny and at time immemorial i hope i said that right uh you can find him on twitter that and instagram and for the old timers facebook actually i share all my memes on facebook so that's where i actually found you what's up brother how you doing i'm good man thanks for having me i yeah, chuckled when you said the facebook thing oh. that uh that made me chuckle yeah, dude, I, I swear, before I started watching Sopranos, I would share all your shit. I'd share just the scenes because I would like be like, all right, I'll just watch a couple scenes from them. Oh, that's pretty funny. And what got me hooked was uh, the Polly Walnuts video. You made like a compilation of all like Polly's greatest moments. And I was like, dude, this guy seems fucking hilarious. I got to watch this. And then that's where I got hooked. Ever since then, I got hooked. So oh, you that's, are that's the really reason. Interesting, dude. That's really that's really interesting yeah, okay. that you were that you were uh, like I've always told people and I like my family sees my content. It's like if they don't know the show, it's like they're kind of going to be in uh, no man's land and just be completely out of, right. out of context for everything. Um, so it's interesting to hear you say that. That's cool. Yeah, it's like my Italian roots, I guess. I just wanted to see what it, like everybody talks about Soprano. So I was like, all right, dude, I got to check this thing out. Um, so I started looking up scenes on Facebook because that's what I do. I'm a weirdo. And then I was like, dude, this, is, this shit's funny. I looked up the quote or the, uh, I, I just, I felt myself like going down your page, like a stalker. And then, um, one time I shared one of your memes on Twitter that I found on Facebook and somebody was like, yo, you, you stole that shit. You took that. I was like, no, 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 no. I found this on Facebook. And then they tagged you and I was like, oh, I didn't even know he has a Twitter too. So yeah, fucking cool. It's cool, man. I mean, uh, I, I know that memes are meant to be shared. My, uh, I have a lot of fans though that stick up for me because they've they've seen it in the past where people will. It's 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 one thing to share it, but it's another thing to remove like a watermark and and steal it. So a lot of my fans have like been following me for a long time. You know, they're they stick up for me, which is awesome. But I, I yeah, because of that reason, I just don't even watermark things anymore, um, because I'd rather it get shared than uh, get 
debauched and ruined. I don't know. I would keep that shit shared, and then I would call out any phony for sharing my watermark stuff. Because that, <laughs> that annoys the fuck out of me. I, I hate when people do that. So when somebody said I did it to you, I was like, oh, man, I need to make I need to, I need need to to make peace. I need to make amends. But you were cool with it. I was like, all right, cool. Well, yeah, he was fine. I, I, I usually chuckle when I see that kind of stuff. You know, so no, no worries. <laughs> yeah, good. All right, cool. Hell yeah. So... Uh, little birdie told me that you went and saw the premiere of the many saints of Newark. How was yeah, that? Man. Well, I mean, firstly, it's just been, it's just kind of crazy for me, you know, because, you know, 10, 15 years ago, like I'm just a fan of the show. And like, now I'm being like BBC Scotland's like calling me, asking what I think about it. Like I'm on your show, obviously, like they invited me to the premiere. So it's just, uh, it's been a crazy ride. And I think that if you're a Sopranos fan, I mean, the bottom line is that you have to see it. Um, it's not the Sopranos, you know, but, um, it's, 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 uh, familiar enough that you're, you're going to have, if you haven't seen the show, you can probably still watch it, but you're not going to, you're not going to understand everything in it. Um, but it's still a film that you can watch on your own without having any context, but it's just that with the context is going to be a much more enjoyable experience. Now, I, I also got to see it in a theater of, you know, 2000 fans. So like there's laughing and clapping and all that. Uh, you know, right. contagious energy, you know, so that was, it was, it was definitely a great experience. Let's just put it that way. Now, obviously it's, an, it's a mob movie, right? What would you rate it out of like top, let's say top 10. Is it even in the top 10 of mob movies or no? I honestly, I've been, uh, I hate to say this. I've been trying to find bootleg versions of it ever since the premiere, because I'd like to keep watching it and it's going to take a few, um, rewatches for me to like really give like an honest uh, real assessment because like i said yeah. my, my experience was surrounded by fans it's been 14 years since like any kind of new content so it's like we're all just kind of excited to be there um chase was in the theater um That's along awesome. with like all the cast and like robert de niro so it was just like i couldn't complain about the evening at all um the venue is beautiful the story i mean like the I don't really have any real complaints about the, about it. Um, if, if you're a hardcore fan like me, there's going to be some things that you probably pick apart and I've just, you know, no spoilers. So I won't, I won't say anymore, but I mean, definitely uh, where it stacks up against the greats. I don't, I don't know yet. Cause I'm going to have to watch it a few times. I think I'm going to try to do a watch party tonight um, at midnight and just see uh, who's available. Um, to watch yeah, it again. But, doing the same thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's, it's going to be, um, it's going to be something that I probably hold a little bit closer to my heart than the Irishman, for example. I mean, I love the book, but I didn't like the film at all. And I gave it three watches and I just didn't really like it. You know, so it has some classic moments, but I'm not sure that I'd put it in my top 10 of all time. Um, okay. so as far as like, it, it's, and it's really not a mob film, actually. I mean, it's got the element of it. It's kind of like the show where it, it is, but it isn't. Right. So, right. I definitely give it a solid like seven or eight, you know, when it comes to just like a rating um, okay. based on my first watch for sure. All right. Yeah. It, it, like you said, it's like The Sopranos is not really a, it's a mob show, but it's not really a mob show. And that's what made it so enjoyable for more people everybody to watch because you got like people like me and you, right. I, I could assume that we just like, we do like mob movies, right? Like strictly mob movies are like, I love them. Right. Um, but like you said, I wouldn't consider Sopranos straight mafioso, only mafioso because he is the mob boss. 
But like, dude, there's so much entertainment, drama, um, funny. Sh- it's so fucking funny. Like, dude, the shit that they do and the exaggerations of like, yeah, Italians act like that. But like, dude, it's 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 more of like a, a exaggerated. And when I watch it, it's like, oh, I, I could see my uncle doing that or my dad and like shit like that. So that's why I, I think that Sopranos is so popular. And I personally believe that people who haven't seen Sopranos shouldn't watch Many Saints of Newark unless you know what I'm saying. I think they should watch Sopranos first. That's what I was trying yeah, to say. I, I agree. I agree. I mean, like I, like I said, if, if if you haven't seen it yet, it's not like nothing will get spoiled for you. Let's just put it that way. There's no real, there's nothing in it that you could see in the film that will spoil your watch of the series. I don't think Um, it's hard for me to watch it from any other lens than Mm -hmm. as a fan though. And I've watched this show like hundreds of times from beginning to end and end to beginning. So it's like, I can't watch it as someone who hasn't seen the show before. It's just kind of impossible for me. And the, the show is just so relatable to almost everybody who watches it because it's more of a portrait of an American family and the mob aspect just makes it really cool. Um, But you do have some fans out there. I mean, there's, there's really like two or three different kinds of fans of the show. And on one end you have people who are just really in it for like, you know, the bang, bang, the tits, you know, like that, that kind of stuff. And then you also have people who are like, you know, watching it for the story, um, the drama, like you said, um, and just like the themes that are continuous throughout. Um, it's just, it's just a, it's just a work of art, you know, to me as an Uh artist, I, 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 that's, that's how I've always interpreted it. And sometimes you can't put your finger on why it's so good, but like, you know, a portrait of an American family, um, in this country during the climate. I, mean, I remember uh, watching an interview with Chase uh, years and years ago. And like one of the main themes when they started was like the temperature in the country was like, people were just so fed up. Like even a mobster couldn't take it anymore. Um, so like that's yeah. kind of where it started. And it, it obviously has evolved um, a lot since then, but there's usually is the, I guess the reason why I love it is just not a typical secular show where like something good happens and something bad happens, something bad happens, something good happens or cliffhangers. And that's, that's probably why I like it. The replay value is just so, so good. Wait, well, all right. You just said, and I was going to ask you this is the last question, but you just said there's no cliffhangers and Sopranos, but we didn't watch it every single Sunday. Like, you know, when it came out, it was everybody watched it every Sunday. So like you, Oh, what happens next week? And then the last episode, the last scene, nobody knows what happens. It's the biggest cliffhanger of all time in all movie or all TV shows. Well, I, w- I would say I would say that like when you're watching it live, yes, there's that element of like what happened, what happens next week. I didn't start watching it live until season five. So you yeah. are you are anticipating, but I guess really what I mean is like breaking bad, if you're watching that oh my gosh, yeah. week to week, I mean like live that's leaving you like on the edge of your seat, kind of like what happens next kind of thing. Right. Um, so it, by comparison, I'd say that like uh, Breaking Bad is way more centered on elements like that than Sopranos <laughs> is, but they do start giving little cliffhangers in the last season of Sopranos. Um, and obviously the final scene um, is something that we're still talking about today. I wouldn't argue that it's a cliffhanger. I would say that you're not wrong whatever you think happened, you're not wrong. I think that if anyone dies in the final scene, it's us, the audience. Uh, uh-huh. We've been watching this, this family um, for, you know, basically seven seasons and now don't stop believing it still goes on. And you got to just imagine that, that that world is still occurring. We just aren't 
privileged enough to see it anymore. Um, but really, they bring up Schrodinger's equation. Are you familiar with Schrodinger's uh, Schrodinger's box, the, the cat in the box theory? Um, no, I, I need to hear this one. That's basically what they're saying in the end. Um, in the episode Fleshy Part of the Thigh, the scientist John Schwinn in the hospital with Tony, he brings up physics and Schrodinger's equation in front of Paulie when they're trying to watch that boxing match. And um, the equation, without getting too complicated, Schrodinger's cat is basically you put a cat in a box with poison and you close the box. Is the cat alive or dead? And you're not going to know unless if you open the box. So if you open the box and the cat is dead, you killed the cat. And they start describing, like, even in the last episode, one guy, the guy Walden, like, literally describes a cat in a box. And that cat's fucking around with Paulie a little bit um, in that last episode. And so, really, they set it all up for it to be either scenario. Like, if you want to believe that he got clipped in the final scene, all the evidence is there to support it. If, if you're, if you believe that he just went to dinner with his family and he's always looking over his shoulder and that's just how it is for a person like him and that he probably went to court or et cetera. I think all of that evidence is there too. I've been team Tony lives um, since as long as I can remember, just because um, it just made more sense to me, but I, I've, I've never really, my first, my first reaction was like, Oh shit, he's dead. Like when I watched it live, and I was sitting there in silence. Everybody else thought the cable went out. Um, and I'm like, no, nah, man, he just got shot. But then the more I the more I watched it, I was like, you know, I, I'm starting to lean more towards he's alive. But really, I, I what I what I've been resting on really is that we, the audience, are the people who got whacked in the final scene. That that's just the uh, the brilliance of it to me personally. And I could be I could be wrong, completely completely off base. But I, I have talked to enough people uh, involved with the show that have. And in, in, in not so many words confirmed that that that's accurate, you know, so but you're not. But whoever, oh, whatever anybody wants to think, you're not you're just not wrong. That's that's the beauty of the whole thing. Dude, that just blew my fucking mind. Now I got to go back. I'm, I'm <laughs> rewatching this shit right now. I'm on season one with my fiance trying to get her to watch it. But now I need to watch it like, dude, holy shit. There's so many things you got to like you realize when you rewatch stuff. And right. now I'm going to be looking out for some fucking. See, that, that, and that's what's so great about this show is that like, you know, on the surface, it's one thing and you can interpret it any way you want, you know, but like the really the 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 further you you dive into it, there really is a lot of messages and themes being played with that, you know, uh, from, from like I said, from the surface, it might just appear like, you know, a store a regular story, but it's just, it's just so deep. Um, it's not about Easter eggs like other shows. It's, it's, it's more like a message is being told, but you kind of have to you kind of have to rewatch it like three to five times, like before you can really connect uh -huh. the dots. So I, I, uh, I'm glad that I could shed some insight for you. Yeah, that's insane. So the last person I asked, um, I, I know you're, you know, Joe Ganiscoli. Um, we had him on the show and uh, let, let me ask you this. You could be honest. If I, I'll take it off the record. How do you <laughs> feel about Joe Ganiscoli as a person or as an actor or a character? As I mean, a person, as a person, he's been every, every interaction I've had with him has been positive. Ninety percent of okay. all my interactions with all the cast members have been, you know, beyond great, you know, um, and nothing, nothing, nothing. This is nothing to do with him. But there's a reason why they tell you, like, don't meet your heroes. 
Um, so yeah. not every, not every interaction has been great, but for the most part, I, I can't really complain, but I also can't watch the series the same anymore. Um, because I do have, uh, you know, minor personal relationships with a lot of these people now. And it's just, you, you can't watch it. Someone like me just can't watch it the same anymore. Um, but every interaction I've had, yeah. with Joe, I mean, I've yeah. only, I've only spoken to him in person about twice. Um, and he was very friendly to me, you know, so I've, I've heard other stuff. I've heard other people say other things. I just, that just hasn't been my experience. Why did you have a bad one with him? And it probably was the worst interview of our life. Like, like he just was dry. Didn't want to talk. Didn't want to like answer any questions, but we did ask him like, Hey, what do you think happened? Did, did Tony die? And he's like, nah, uh, we're not Colombians. We wouldn't, we wouldn't shoot them <laughs> in front of kids. I fucking lost it. I was like, Jesus. Yeah. I was like, bro, what? But hey, I, I guess he's right. That kind of makes sense. So I'm not even gonna not even gonna hate him. I mean, on that. There, yeah. I mean, look, there there are people that interpret that final scene just as simple as that. You know, like and that's and I don't think anyone's wrong, you know, when when they think right. that way. Um Right. Oh, yeah, I think I mean, the same I've, thing. Like, yeah, you're not gonna no that the mom's not gonna kill him in front of kids unless like I mean but scenarios. you gotta remember though i mean if the argument so if i was playing devil's advocate to that comment i would say yeah but phil got clipped in front of his wife and his grandkids now his grandkids yeah, are never going to remember that but if they were going to give like an eye for an eye kind of thing um you know i would argue that, that it, it is totally possible that they would go through that in a diner um in front of everybody in front of the family and everything you know so it's possible um but i do but i do I do say, you know, like he, even Tony says it, you know, in the last scene, he's like, or the last season, he says, you know, like women and children don't get touched. Like, you know, that to Carmela. So they try to reinforce that. But on the other hand, they, they didn't give Phil that consideration at all, you know? Um, right. So they could have waited. They could have waited until Phil's wife had driven off, you know, before they did anything. Um, but, you know, they didn't. So. That's that's part of the ambiguity of the whole thing. It's left open to interpretation. So it's it's like if without that, we wouldn't be able we wouldn't be talking about it anymore. But you exactly know, years removed is is kind of insane that we're still everyone's still got an opinion. There's a there's a younger fan base now that um has been stuck inside for 20 months and they're told that this is yep. one of the greatest shows of all time. So they're binging it. So now you have new perspectives on it. Um, and the yeah. fact that it still withstands that test of time is, is just, you know, it's, it's, I'm glad that I'm glad that of all the things that I've attached myself to in this life, you know, that this is one thing that is still holding true. It's, it's just a, so it's just a brilliant, brilliant show. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, what was I going to ask you? Oh, have you, uh, have you started watching Gamora by chance? I've I've watched it twice actually. It's it's brilliant. I love it. Yeah, you like it? Okay. I, I do you think it has a run for its money against Sopranos though? It's not Sopranos, but what I would say is like, first all. you have to be able you have to be able to watch and read subtitles. So you you have to be paying attention. Um, mm -hmm. but it's basically the wire meets breaking bad meets Sopranos, I I would say. In Italian. So, um, but the cinematography is just like the music, it, it, the music, the cinematography, the acting is, is all top notch. Like it's just very, very well done. They even have a, they have a movie also that like kind of takes place in between the seasons. Um, and season oh, five, nice. I believe starts soon. I don't know how I'm, I don't know how I'm going to watch it yet, but, um, yeah, it's definitely worth the watch. If you're, if you can get past subtitles, 
that would be the first hurdle that any any viewer would have to get over first. Um, and I know some people aren't into that, um, but it is it is a it is brilliant. It's it's a it's a it's a great watch. Yeah, I um, I've had a, quite a few people tell me about it, and I watched the first two episodes, and I was like, I'm hooked. But it's just I barely have time to watch TV shows. Um, so I'm going to continue to watch that. It's crazy. Um, what else was I going to ask you? Oh, in Many Saints of Newark, what, who was the closest doppelganger besides Tony? Because that's his son. Uh, who was the biggest doppelganger in, uh, in the show? From the show to the movie. So first of all, Michael did a phenomenal job. Like picking up on his father's mannerisms and such. Like just very well done. I know, I know it's his son. Um, but like, it's just, I was kind of worried on many different levels going into it. You know, there's this two year buildup and, you know, you see the casting and you're like, Oh, a lot of these guys aren't Italian and the show is so authentic, you know, like, are they going to pull this off? Um, or is it a marketing play? Like, what is it? Um, there are going to be some underwhelming performances in, in everybody's mind, but, uh, the guy who played uncle junior Corey Stahl, I mean, like he, I was kind of blown away the first second he spoke. I couldn't believe like how much he had gotten the cadence down. Um, and it it really, it really was impressive. Um, and there's, there's a good, there's a good amount of those actually, um, in, in the whole film, but I, I would say, I would say Corey first and then Vera who played Livia, um, probably, a close one. Actually, actually, I would probably put Michael first, but then Corey and then probably Vera. Like they, they all were very like they hit the nail on the head. Yeah. Damn, dude, I'm so fucking hyped to see this thing tonight. I can't wait. Well, it's gonna yeah. be tomorrow because I'm releasing it tomorrow, <laughs> so I can't, can't wait to see it. Uh, anyways, dude, I'm so fucking excited. Uh, it's been a great time. Thank you for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Um, I fucking wanted to ask you one more question, but I'm going to remember it as soon as I forget, as soon as we hop off. That's okay though. Um, I'm I'm always here, man. I appreciate, uh, you even reaching out to me. So I've been doing a lot. I've been doing a lot of these lately because of the film, but even though I've already seen it, I'm just as pumped as everybody else because I want to be able to watch it of my, whenever I want to. Um, so that's, that's kind of where I'm at too. And now I got to figure out how to do a watch party. Um, because I, I'm just not prepared for this getting getting the memes ready and that's basically it for the past like week um and now that's, i gotta read that's time it. and dedication my friend that's time and dedication <laughs> making memes nobody understands that like dude that's creative i i do that shit too all the time it's making memes making dreams you know hey i appreciate that man because it's just uh it's just a it was it was just a stupid little hobby you know at the beginning um with a graphic design background it was like i wasn't doing art for a living anymore so it's like this instant gratification if you can like convey a message through a 2D image and make someone yeah. laugh on the other end of the world, you know, like that, that to me is, is very, is very addicting. Um, yeah. Hell yeah. But it's, it's cool that it's connected so many fans. And like I said, like being in the theater with people, like I might watch it tonight in my, in my bedroom. And then I might, I might go watch it in the theater tomorrow just, just because um, I want to be around the fans again. Um, that, that whole, the whole thing is just uh like I said, the energy is contagious and I want to, I want to be able to have, like, I, I didn't realize how much I missed the movie theater until I was there last week. Um, so. Yeah, oh shit. I haven't been in the movies in a hot minute either. Yeah. yeah I, I don't even know really if they're open around cool. me actually. Um, I, I really don't even know if they're open cause I haven't been able to go out. Um, but 
I would advise it if you can, if you can see it with the, in the theater while it's fresh with you, you just know that the whole theater is going to be littered with fans. Like no one, no one else is really going to be there. Um, and I don't mean it like that. What I mean is you're not the, the, the person who hasn't seen the show, those fans aren't going to outweigh the number of people who have seen the show, you know, so right. the references and little things that they drop that are going to connect to the fans. Like you're going to, you're going to be able to share that with people. And that's, that's something special to me. Fuck. Yeah. I do remember the questions I wanted to ask, you now. Um, first off, you were just saying that it's fun to be around the fans. Do you feel like, you know, like a superior fan compared to the normal fans? Like you're like, somebody tells you something like, yeah, 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 I know that already. Come on. Uh, well, I mean, there are elements of that where it's like, you know, I'll see someone make a meme and I'm like, oh, I made that like three years ago. Like there's, there's, yeah. there's elements of that. But the whole thing for me is really just kind of weird in general, because I never went into this um, with the intent of doing a convention revolving around my favorite show and meeting these people. They were on a pedestal for me from, and they still are, um, but being able to be accepted, quote unquote, like into that world um, has, you know, at the premiere, I got approached by like 20 plus people over the course of the night that just recognized me. It's humbling, awesome. but it's also very strange for me. And I get like these weird compliments. And while I, while I have, while it's weird for me, I have to remember that like, you know, if some, if I'm connecting with somebody this way and they find it special enough to like, come say hi to me that I should appreciate it. And I do, it's just like, right. I'm, I'm more of an introverted person in real life. So like when I get a stranger coming up to me and my wife, um, hey, aren't you time immemorial? It's like, yeah, it's, it's awesome. And it's also strange feeling at the same time, but really it's just, um, it's just really kind of, uh, it's humbling to be accepted like this, you know? So yeah, no, awesome. I wouldn't call myself a superior fan. I, I really, I really trying to help other fans get recognition too, because I'm really just one person in a pretty vast community, um, where people have been doing this for five, 10 years together. Like, so there's a lot of different fan pages out there, a lot of different admins of groups and such that are, are doing essentially the same thing as me. I've just been fortunate enough to kind of fall into a position where, um, like we could throw a, an event, you know, based on this and it was just widely accepted by everybody, you know? So that's, that's how I would answer that question. Okay. And then, how did you how did you come up with this idea to uh for sopranos con like where did that come from i mean so i was running this fan page on facebook um for about 10 years at the time and once ten it had years? Gotten, wait 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 10 years i found out about it three years ago dude i i that oh, started in, in 2008 um oh my gosh so at the time I had a page that had grown to like 150,000 people in a group that was somewhere around 20. And we were interacting with each other in this group every day. And I was thinking to, to myself and talking to some of the other admins, I'm like, you know, it would be nice to do something positive with this audience. That's just not like selling a shirt, for example. Right. Um, and I was like, maybe there's a way that we could all get together. And like maybe a cast member or two or three could come. And um, around the same time I had been getting on Instagram and I got reached out to somebody else who his name is Joe Fama and he builds, he, he's a, he, he builds pretty much everything and anything, but like he had been working in the convention scene for so long where he's like building displays, he's building the signage, he's printing everything. Um, 
And he was like, Hey man, like, I really want to talk to you about this idea I've been working on for the last several years with my wife. And when he showed it to me, I was like, dude, this is amazing, but like, you can't actually do this. Right. And he was like, Oh no, if you have the right people involved, you certainly can do it. You're going to need some money. He's like, but you can certainly do it. And, um, in my group, I had remembered that, you know, maybe a year prior, another person that I didn't know posted in the group saying like, Hey, like I have a venue in Rhode Island. Um, and I'm going to have uh, Furio, big pussy and Jackie jr. And Patsy up there. Um, so, and, and for anyone who's, you know, I, I, I hate to refer to them just as their character names. So Federico Castelluccio, Vincent Pastore, Dan Grimaldi and Jason Serbone. And I thought to myself, if I can find that post and find that guy, maybe I can pick his brain on how he got them because uh -huh. I had no idea what I was doing. And when I spent an hour or two uh, going through old posts, I found him, sent him a message. And again, like, I don't know how many messages you sent on, on social, but like, you never know if anyone's going to even see it, let alone respond to it. Right. And he responded right away. He's like, Oh man, like I'm a marketer, you know, like I'm hearing all the buzzwords. You have, you have a following, you have the plan in action. Like, you know, I know Federico very well. And, um, let's just all meet up and, and figure out if we want to do this. And first time we had ever met, like I'm from Baltimore. My one Joe's in long was from long Island at the time. Mike Mata is the guy that um, has the venue in Rhode Island. And we all met in New Jersey with Federico and we were like, let's do this. Um, and wow. it, just, it just evolved into this thing that we never, we only intended to do this one time. So the fact that we've been able to have uh, a repeat event and expand on the universe, so to speak, um, by doing Mob Movie Con as opposed to just Sopranos Con uh, last July, like we were able to bring in people from Breaking Bad and like Pulp Fiction and uh, Kill Bill and pretty much a ga anything gangster related. We brought them in if we could, you know, so Goodfellas and Godfather. Um, actually, we had uh, we had a little Scarface action in there, too. So, I mean being able to just celebrate the genre, like you said at the beginning of the call, you know, like we're all into mob movies and right. that and our love for Sopranos is really like the fabric that holds us together. Cause I mean, we're all different walks of life, but once we're all under the same roof, it's like, we're all best friends. Um, so that's the crazy camaraderie I think that comes from uh, this show uh, specifically this show and also our love for the genre as a whole. So that, has uh, evolved into many different things and I hope that we can keep it going. Um, but at the end of the day, we're just fans too, you know? So it's, it's all about like knowing the right people and, and timing is obviously everything. It was, a, it was the year of the 20th anniversary of the show. So the stars just like aligned perfectly for us. Bro, I literally was going to say that when you were telling that story, when you're just saying that it was like watching each domino fall and I was like, Holy shit, that couldn't have gone perfect, more perfect for you. Like I, it's all about the hustle and the grind, but like, dude, network or no work, it's who you talk to, who you find. And that's, that's awesome, man. I'm happy that you did and it that. Was, dude, it was, it was just such a, and I appreciate that. It was, it was just such a weird period in my life where I was um, like every day, like more increasingly like overwhelmed by this feeling of like, this is it. Like, is this my life now? Like, I'm not like, I have to be not destined for more, but there has to be more for me out there. And I just started reading books and listening to podcasts. Um, and actually I was so into fantasy football. Um, I, I started, I, I pretty much accepted every opportunity that came my way. Just say yes. Wait, to wait, wait. Everything. You're, you're into fantasy football. I'm not anymore because I don't really have the time. Um, oh, I was going to say I, we're I, about to go for another 10 minutes, bro. 
Dude, I mean, like I was, that's actually kind of like what I found interesting when you asked me to come on. I was like, you know, like I'm not like as versed in football anymore, but like I used to be a blogger and like a fantasy podcast host and play the DraftKings thing in 10 leagues a year. Um, and one of the guys in the podcasts, um, uh, Peter Jennings from uh, Fantasy Labs and The Score, um, his story always like really motivated me and inspired me. And when he, he had dropped some kind of tidbit in another interview where he was like talking about his favorite books. Um, and I started reading these books and they're all basically saying the same thing, like say yes to everything. Um, talk to people, start, you know, if you bring people in and you start something, they'll all see you as the authority. And so I used, I used this page in this group for Sopranos, like as like an experiment just to see if the, what I was reading was true and then I just started following every door that opened, you know, and it, now I'm here, you know, so I'm not sitting here from a position of like wealth or comfort or any of that kind of stuff. It's just that I'm, I'm, I'm at least becoming more fulfilled along the way that more opportunities have come. And like you said, like, you know, you just work your network. It doesn't matter if you're in real estate or podcasting, um, sales, whatever it is, you know, like at Sopranos, what I tell people all the time is like, whatever it is that you love, um, I don't want to act like I'm living proof of anything, you know, but you know, if, whatever it is you love, just don't stop, you know, because you can, if you, if you have the right wherewithal, the right people, the right connections, and just like the, the right mindset that like you can do whatever you love. And, and so I'm, I'm still, I'm still on my journey doing that, obviously, because um, there's only so far Sopranos can take you. Um, but yeah, it was a, it was real. a very humbling moment to be in this theater where it's like Tribeca reached out to me to even help push out this film. I was like, yeah, I was going to market it anyway, you know, because it's what I do. But to be included, it's like I, I felt like I was kind of at the pinnacle of like what could happen um, from being in this in this world. So it's just it's been a humbling experience. I'm grateful for everybody I've met along the way. Um, yeah. And that's that's the long and short of it. That's that's really the the story as, as I see it, you know, but it's been, a, it's been a crazy three years. Let's just put it that way. Yeah, dude, speaking into existence, that all happened in three years. I mean, you were running the page. That's, that's the grind and the hustle, but like to market it and stuff. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. Good for you, man. Hell yeah. Um, it's been great talking to you. I want to ask one more question since you brought up fantasy football. Are you, what are you a Ravens fan then? I am a Ravens fan. Yes. <laughs> What do you think the record's going to be? Oh, so I'm a Bears fan, so it means nothing, right? Like, the Bears suck, so I have no say or anything. Um, how do you think the season's going to go for you guys? I mean, uh, what's 66 yards away from uh, being one and two. I know, I know. Um, and actually, what's what's been great for me is that, like I said, like I've been so busy that I just haven't had the time to really do the research and watch the way I used to. I used to wake up at, like, 5 a.m. and, like, set my DraftKings lineups and you know, all that kind of crap. And it's, uh, it's, it's bittersweet that I'm not really involved as much anymore, but it's also like, it's so in, it's, it makes watching these games for me, like so much more, or, or I should say less stressful. You know, my life is less stressful, not really caring so much about mm -hmm. who and the outcome. Obviously I'm always going to cheer for, for Baltimore and, uh, and, and any, any sporting team from here. But, um, Look, if I'm just if I'm just being candid, I, I hope that they go all the way. I just but I have no I have no real way of telling you like well, I've any, I haven't even looked at the schedule. I just watch them when they come on. And I'm like, great football. Um, I love watching it. I'm just not like I'm just not as tuned in as I once was. Well, if you ever want to get back into it, you could always hop uh, next year onto the Mikey Betts Fantasy Football League because we, we do it every year. 
Yeah, hell yeah. Spot's always open. All right, buddy. Well, I appreciate great. that. Yeah, dude. It's been great talking to you. Um, you want to drop the at where everybody can find you? Sure. Um, on uh, Twitter, Instagram, it's time immemorial uh, with the underscore at the end. Um, and Facebook is just the Sopranos time immemorial. And obviously you can, you can find Sopranos con on all the same platforms, Sopranos con and mob movie con and the app that we're building slash built is called virtual con. So we're, uh, we got, we got stuff going, you know, a lot of content out there. Oh yeah, man. All right, man. It's been a pleasure. And, and here we go. I said, I had one more question for you like six times. So this is my <laughs> last one. Cause you said Baltimore. Have you ever had Jimmy seafood? Yeah, of course. Of course. Legendary. Bro, I'm like dying to go there. I messaged the guy. I was like, cause I, I like shit myself something from them. And, uh, I, I just like the guy. I think he's hilarious. We're going to have him on the podcast one day. And he's like, yeah, whenever you come out, fly, fly out and we'll get you on the podcast. I was like, oh, fuck yeah, for sure. So yeah, you'll, what do you give it on ten? You'll have a good time. Yeah. Let me know when you're coming into town too. Yeah. Yeah. A thousand percent. All right, brother. I'll, wait, wait, wait. What do you give it out of 10? Out of 10? What? Jimmy's? Yeah. Uh, 10. Definitely 10. 10 out of 10. Just a All legendary right, spot that's, around that's, here. Uh, yeah. You won't be disappointed. Hell yeah. I can't. I know wait. Chicago's got good food, you know, but uh, you won't be disappointed. Fuck yeah. All right, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks again for coming on, and uh, we'll do this soon. All right. All right. Thanks for having and, me. And enjoy many Saints of Newark, uh, many Saints of Newark tonight. Yeah, you too. And let me know what you think, man. Now I'm I'm, uh, I'm dying. I'm dying for the world to see it so we can actually talk about this because I've been keeping quiet for a week. Um, but it's it's going to be it's, it's just fun to have more stuff to talk about. Obviously. Oh yeah. All right, brother. I'll talk to you. Have a good one. All right. Thanks. You too, man. Wait, 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 wait. Before we end the show, before we end the show, okay, I need to give a shout out to Aaron from uh, Aaron Shelton from the Bullshit Pod. He uh, he messaged me asking me to answer three questions, so that's what I'm going to do. He emailed me, said, what are the bare minimum fields has to do to keep his job when Dalton is healthy? Honestly, my, my honest opinion is that the only way that fields – stays on is if he throws for four touchdowns and zero picks every single game. Other than that, I don't like logically, logically for me, there's no looking back. He's the starter. This is it. Roll with Justin Fields and see what we got. We're talking in uh, Matt Nagy's brain, which is overthinking and just stupid and crazy. This guy is going to look for any single way, any reason to put Dalton back in, because when you put Dalton back in, what does that do? That saves him more time because look at week three. He got exposed for fields. He doesn't have a plan for fields. He doesn't know what to do for fields. Right now, it's like, okay, let's coast it, and I can keep my job for one more year. Number two, question number two, I have, given Nagy is in the hot seat, is there any chance of field struggles they go back to gulp foals? Um, the only way I see foals starting is if Justin Fields and Andy Dalton are both dead. Right. I, I don't. Matt Nagy and Nick Foles do not like each other. They do not see eye to eye. And Nick Foles is a uh, good, charismatic Christian man. And he just goes out there and does his business, goes in and out, and that's it. But there's no way that he's starting. I think that they're going to milk it until these quarterbacks start dropping like flies. And then somebody needs one and they need a trade for him. He's never playing in a Chicago Bears uniform again. Number three. My favorite question you have. What's the best 
Calamari in Chicago. My gosh, this is an easy one for me. If you like un, like if you like grilled calamari, like old fashioned real calamari, you got to go to Las Carolla. It's the best, the best calamari in Chicago. Now, if you want a crunchy, delicious, like melt in your mouth calamari, you go to uh, J. Alexander. I know it sounds weird, but it's called J. Alexander. And it's it's not in Chicago, but it's in Oak Brook. Uh, you drive, what, 20, 30 minutes away? It's worth the fucking drive. This thing is so crunchy. Uh, the aioli sauce, the marinara, everything about this fucking calamari. I'm talking fried calamari. is perfect. The flavor, the crunch, the uh, it doesn't taste like rubber when you're chewing it. Right. So those are my that those are my two favorite calamari places. Top top one. It's going to always be La Scarola. I love La Scarola. Um, but yeah, so those are my calamari reviews. That being said, thank you, Aaron, for the question. Shout out to uh, the Bullshit Pod. Can't wait to be on. We'll be talking bulls soon. And uh, yeah, so now with that being said, everybody be safe, be healthy, and have a great day. Love you guys.